0: talk live, and we're, we're back. back. back, back, back. It's just true, is it though? Yes. Or is it merely a figment of our imaginations? Could so be it, hallucination, collectively. Your solipsis. You never know. On top of it.
1: Is this the real life
2: or it, is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality? Yep. Okay. Right. Easy yep. come, easy go. Little high, little low. <laughs> anyway, the wind blows. Doesn't really matter. To me. <laughs> to me? To me. <laughs> <laughs> it is Free Talk Live, in case you're wondering what the heck you're listening to. We are a live call in radio talk program where you could call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number six zero three two eight three Six one six zero, aka the Domestic
0: Terrorist Hotline. Ooh. 6160 If you'd like to join in tonight's program, does that mean if you call your domestic terrorist, like the suicide hotline, you have to be a domestic terrorist to call? Well,
2: in? I think that since the the feds have sort of, uh, it, it, you know, not really come out and said it, but they've targeted uh, you know several people in the the freedom community here, specifically this radio studio and and the like. Uh, it's safe to say that they consider us domestic okay. terrorists.
1: Didn't, didn't they come out with a list and libertarians? Yeah, were on the list? yeah, a bunch of yep.
2: those people were yeah. on it, and you know that kind of a thing. So, so, you're so on have you the ever list. listened
0: to a speech by Ron Paul? You're on the list. Yeah.
2: yeah, basically. You know. Oh, did you click on anything with the word libertarian in it ever in your life? Oh, congratulations. Uh, you probably have an FBI file uh, classifying you as a domestic terrorist. This, of course, implies that there are feral terrorists running around as well. So we're just the domesticated ones. Uh, the feral rate, ones are
0: imported. Uh, are they?
2: Generally. Okay. I thought the feral ones would have to be like nature-born and all that kind of thing. Well, you can import natural things. Yeah, okay. I guess so.
0: Wasn't like, that unnatural to import them? It would put it, it would put nature in an unnatural environment. Right. Okay. And therefore, they'd, they'd be terrorists. Oh, I see. Otherwise, uh, it'd
2: be members of the government. I knew a girl named Tara. She had wrists. Okay. So Tara wrists. Mm. You know? Um, there's that. Okay. Uh Captain's Log Star Date 03032024. In the studio. Stu- 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 stu. Where where are we? In the studio tonight. <laughs> In the studio tonight, it's myself. <gasps> the Lord Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass. Nope. Nope. Gotta start over. <gasps> The authentic Lord Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will, LLC, and joining me, Nikki and Richie Rich. Can't believe I had to start over.
0: Wow, you stumbled yeah, to the first one too. We'll yeah. fix that in post. No we, no, we won't. It's a live show. We don't do that here. <laughs> we don't fix anything in post. <laughs> no, we just let <laughs> f bombs go out on other people's podcasts. <laughs> Screw it.
3: Wah, wah. Yeah, I've uh,
0: I've been
2: replacing uh, the <laughs> f bomb with FCC here on the show. Okay. So if you want to know what the FCC I'm talking about, that's what the FCC I'm talking about. Uh, you can do it also within the words, so like mother fcc or Okay. Right? You know? Or man,
0: that sounds FCC'd up, right? You know? Yeah. So like, it it's pretty versatile that way. It
3: works, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, it's because the normal word is versatile in that way. Right. Exactly. Yeah, okay. But
2: it's that the replacement is also as versatile yes. as the word, you know, uh, makes it sing for me. All so. right. Uh, did we cover the business, the the, the routine? Okay, yep. yeah, we got all that. You did the start date, gave out the phone number. All right, all right. Um, man, vasectomized by mistake. What? <laughs> That's our lead story <laughs> for tonight from RT of all places. Uh, the medical mix-up is irreversible. Doctors reportedly told Jorge Base. What?
0: Irreversible? I thought you could get those things reversed. There, Up to ten years.
2: There are. I believe two techniques. One is oh. reversible; the other is permanent. Or, oh, okay. if I'm wrong about that, then they just totally screwed up and are like, "Yeah, normally it would be, but
0: eh, you know." We- but we've got him in a jar over here now, and there's no coming back from that. An Argentinian man woke up in a hospital bed last week to
2: discover, "Oh that, man, that he had been given a vasectomy by mistake." It's all
0: Javier Malay's fault.
2: <laughs> it's Bitcoin, damn it! It's Bitcoin's fault. <laughs>
0: Uh the victim told This look, is what happens when you deregulate the medical industry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. No, because there are far worse uh stories about like the VA for example. Oh my like gosh, like yeah. Leaving a scalpel inside of a patient and then yeah. you know uh, telling him he's fine when he complained about it and came in for a follow-up checkup and then finally they took x-rays and like, "Oh crap, we better open him up and get that freaking scalpel out of there."
1: Yeah. And that's not even a bad one either. That's just, you know, pretty run of the mill. Run of the
2: mill VA stuff. Yeah. At any rate, uh, the victim told local media that he arrived at the hospital for a
0: routine gallbladder removal. That's not even the same. That's not even close. What's what's a gallbladder?
1: Um, It, it, like, filters oils and, like, it helps you process oils and stuff. Okay. It's one of those organs that people will say you don't need, but you really do.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Good enough. So.
1: But yeah, it can act up and um, can get gallstones and stuff like that. Right. Typically, that'll happen in people with poor diet. So if they're eating like very high fatty, high sugary stuff,
0: okay, all right. so Americans,
1: yeah, so Americans, okay. yeah. Right. So that's why it's that's why it's so that's why they're calling it. Oh, it's a routine because it's it's, it's it's common. It's not supposed to be routine. It's not actually routine, but
2: well, it's this is common. also Argentina. Okay. So all right. Well, uh, the uh, unexpected surgery left this man unable to father uh, the third child that he wanted. So apparently he had two children already. I was was hoping to have a third, but nope, not anymore. Poor guy. I know the feeling. A 41-year-old Jorge Base arrived at the Florencio Diaz Hospital in Cordoba last Tuesday for the gallbladder procedure. But the operation was delayed until the following day. When he regained consciousness, he was told by a nurse that surgeons had assumed he was in for a vasectomy. As How do you like, well, assume that? Yeah, why would Is you? Isn't on the chart? That? As the hospital never carries out gallbladder operations on Wednesdays. Oh.
1: Wait, Okay, this is really
2: stupid. That's I'm just gonna read, read like, the sentence again.
1: Worse than I thought it was. He was
2: told by a nurse that surgeons had assumed he was in for a vasectomy, as the hospital never carries out gallbladder operations on
0: Wednesday. It's like grade school lunch menu. Like Tuesday's vasectomy day. Right. Yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday's gallbladder day. Yeah, Thursday's meatloaf. Yeah. Right. So, so Friday's you're, pizza. You're on, you're on Wednesday, but the gallbladder day was yesterday, so we just assumed you wanted yeah. the vasectomy. <laughs> Oh, my
2: gosh. (laughs) Yeah, don't, don't like, look at a chart or what the doctor or what the, you know, whoever. This chart must be wrong.
0: It's Wednesday. Yeah, like, (laughs) gallbladder Let's not double check it. Let's just Mm -hmm. go with what we do on Wednesdays. (laughs) How much into your routine do you have to be to pull that off? Oh, man. Is it a different surgeon? Also. I don't know how to do the gallbladder. I'll just do the vasectomy.
1: Those are two very different operations. Oh, yeah. You
0: would think the prep alone would be just, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, so a vasectomy is, that's like a day procedure. I, I guess gallbladder might be as well, but for one, you go under like complete anesthesia, like asleep. Drugs. Yeah. And then for one, I think you're awake when you get a vasectomy.
0: Well, he was knocked out because he woke like, up. I'm they pretty told
1: sure. Yeah. That's why I'm like this. There's a lot of things wrong here.
0: Well, they don't, they don't give you a lot of time once they put you under though. They're yeah. Like, count down from 10 and you get to 8. You think and there'd you're, be some sort
1: of prep because I, I know in the US like it's it's standard <laughs> practice that they're like okay you like you have to tell the surgeon like what are we doing today? Oh, we're doing that. You know what I mean? Like they have to
0: Maybe even, he told them that on Tuesday and then they made <laughs> him wait today.
2: Where well. where is the gallbladder? Practice it's the lower abdomen somewhere, right yeah. side, left side, you know?
1: Um. Oh, I should know that, My but no, I is, forget. Is
0: poor. So not anywhere near the taint. That's okay. What <laughs> yes, I'm getting it's, at is like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's,
1: it's in the abdominal cavity, like, and that is an external organ. I, <laughs> so I, I would, that. I would
2: assume that you the the prep you have to do to the body, yeah, is different for like, the vasectomy than it is for the gallbladder. Oh,
1: absolutely. Like
2: the area that you shave and where the incision yeah. needs to get made and all that kind of stuff should be. So you
1: think like, maybe yeah. he would have been like, why are you shaving? My abdomen. Or, or whatever, <laughs> like, why are you... <laughs> why yeah, aren't why? you
0: shaving my abdomen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was just a courtesy shave.
2: <laughs> now, it could be that, that, that the man goes, you know, clean shaven down yonder, and okay. so, like, they didn't have to do any prep. That's possible, I guess.
0: That's his fault, then, because they, they go like, well, he shaved down there. It yeah. must be vasectomy day. Yeah. He should have had a sticker on his lower
2: abdomen that says, don't do the vasectomy. Do the gallbladder. <laughs> well, they didn't look at the abdomen.
0: He'd have uh, to put that on, yeah. you know... So,
2: so he says, I feel so angry and helpless because there is no going back from what they did, Bayes told Argentina's El Doce TV earlier this week. Endless questions go through your head. I don't understand how such negligence can happen. Such a big mistake. Uh, yeah. Yep. I'd be feeling the same way, pal. It's very strange because in my folder it said gallbladder everywhere. All they had to do was read it. It's not too scientific, he added. Base told El Doci that he already had two sons but wanted to try for a daughter with his new partner. However, doctors explained to him that the chances of reversing the procedure are minimal. They told me that because of my age and the size of the duct, it no longer makes sense, he said, adding that artificial insemination is now his only option for having another child. So what? Well, that's not too bad. So what? Eh. He, Is it his he, sperm? Did, did he have some? I, I guess right, they could extract
1: it, but still, okay. I mean, that's a pain in the butt for. Did his he have partner. some
2: frozen before he went into surgery?
0: Somehow, you know, like I, I mean, as long as the daughter I would think be it's genetically still, his,
1: I think it still exists, right? I, but also IVF. I mean, I only, I, I really only know like U.S. prices and standards, right? So that's what I'm coming at this from. But IVF can run you like upwards of thirty grand.
0: Uh, It was twenty for me.
1: So yeah, so it failed. It usually, yeah, it's a pretty high failure rate too. So,
0: but the place was like buy two get one free. We just didn't get to the second one. Okay. Uh, After hearing
2: the news, uh, base then had to stay in hospital and undergo surgery a second time to
0: actually have the gallbladder removed. Might as well fix the vasectomy while you're in there.
2: Yeah, at least try at least reverse it and see what happens. Yeah, I you know the Ministry of Health, which. I, Ooh. I guess, is an Argentinian thing? I, yeah, well, probably. Told El Doche that the case is under investigation. Um, so there's a, uh, I think we talked about it mm, last week, two weeks ago, there's a series, I think Netflix, Amazon, one of those, called Dr. Death. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a season one, uh, and there's now a season two. Uh, I've seen both of them. Uh, if you have ever had questions about how... Uh, progress is made in uh procedures for you know radical procedures uh watch those shows if you think that hospitals are all very safe places for you to go and that uh, doctors are looking out for your best interests uh it behooves you to watch this because uh you need to familiarize with your yourself with a phrase called a second opinion yeah Yeah.
1: absolutely (laughs) 10 to 20 years hospitals are 10 to 20 years on average behind evidence-based practice. Yeah. So any research that comes out your hospitals probably going to be 20 years by like we in the northeast, New England area, our hospitals are a little bit more up to date down yeah. south.
2: Oof. Yeah. The, it's uh, pretty bad. The, the Seattle's got some pretty good uh, hospitals. Like, yeah. people will often be flown into Seattle from other places because yeah. they just they don't have facilities that. or the experts or whatever. Um, that sort
0: of makes sense, though, yeah. right? Like, you don't you don't have to have the top of the line facilities that only going to get used once or twice a year, right? Like in every little podunk town along the way, right? Yeah, right? that just seems efficient and cost friendly. Yeah, uh, a guy I know, Tony, who
2: passed away recently. Uh, He had moved. He spent most of his life in the western Washington, Seattle area. And then, uh, yeah, he was getting older. Him and his wife decided to. He's from Alaska originally, so they moved up. They got a place in Alaska. He got sick. Yeah. And I had to fly him down to Seattle. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's like, wow, why did we even move? Even in Hawaii, like, you know, if you're on one of the outer islands with something major medical, you got to fly to Hawaii for the major island. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Because that's where everything makes sense. But
1: even like places like Florida. Say, you know, even like Miami, some people, I've known people who have flown up to Boston to get procedures done just because they're like, yeah, I could get this done in Hawaii, but these doctors are a little sketchy. Yeah. So, you know, go somewhere, go to Mass General, somewhere with a little bit of a better reputation.
0: And on the converse side, some people will go to South America for procedures because it's just cheaper. Yeah. I can get the trip and the procedure and the vacation in for the same price as paying American. That's true. Weigh your pros and cons on your Medical tourism. Yes, it is a thing. Yeah, it is
2: a thing. Um, I know someone uh, who in the last couple of years uh, had no dental insurance but needed a dental procedure done. Yeah. Uh, So she flew uh, herself and her two kids uh, down to Mexico to have the procedure done there for cash the whole thing round trip airfare for her and the two kids coach but you know whatever. whatever round trip airfare overnight stay for the three of them the procedure all total was like 20% of what oh, it would absolutely. have cost her in the US yep yeah and so she's like i i i, I can't believe i can't believe that it was that inexpensive like mm-hmm. yes i had to have the procedure done otherwise you know my face might have rotted off or whatever but like i was able to take the kids on a vacation to mexico too for like
0: peanuts compared to what the actual procedure would right. have been. but it also carries the stigma of like, do you really want to go to Mexico to get a surgery done? Well, and do you trust the Mexican surgeons? Uh, do you trust the Argentinian surgeons? As far as dental is concerned, sure. Why okay, not? I don't you know? know. I mean, I've never done the research, but yeah. that's that's what will run through people's heads. Yeah.
1: I All think right? dental is a more common one that's like less sketchy. Okay. So, but yeah. I know people that will do like plastics or like go to Columbia, get a yeah. BBL.
0: Would you go there to get LASIK eye surgery? I mean, Uh, you could be blind forever if that surgeon doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, but that can happen at any
2: LASIK eye surgery
0: Well, true, but part of this conversation is there's quality differentials between even American hospitals from city to city. Yeah. And now we're talking about country to country. Yeah. Right? So how important is it? And is it worth the extra price? Is the real question that's got to run through your head?
2: I don't know how much of the, uh, is it called a stigma? That, that preconception that prejudgment of a, a medical procedure in mexico like yeah you know like how much of that is real or how much of that is just like because there's been a couple of horror stories that you know made the news and that kind of a thing like people in mexico go to doctors and hospitals and have procedures done all the time we never yeah. hear about
0: it they're fine yeah right? the people
2: get by just fine
0: well and that's that's the trade-off man right yeah you got you have to weigh that against how badly do you want it done, right? So
1: yeah, there's Mexico, and then there, you know, like it is. There obviously is a variation between different countries. Yeah, I was watching somehow. I, I get in all these rabbit holes on YouTube.
2: Oh, we're gonna I judge was, you now.
1: I was watching, um, <laughs> street. I, I don't know what it's actually called. So street dentistry in India. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where they were like, oh, you need a tooth pulled. And this lady just sat down on the side of the dirty street and he like basically took pliers yep. and ripped her tooth out of her skull.
2: Did he have her chug like half a pint of booze or something first? Not even. Wow.
1: No, she didn't even get any pregame or maybe she pregame before. I mean, I would. Yeah. So, but ha- it was really hardcore and she didn't even I mean, that woman was hardcore like she didn't I I think most like grown men would freak out and she was just like, "All right, yeah."
0: Having had a tooth pulled, it's ironic that that's all they do. Right, the the, the American yeah. dentist will numb you first, but he still just goes in there with the pliers and yeah. wiggles it out. That's yeah. true. Like there's there's no nothing more scientific about yeah. it in America. Yeah, yeah. It's like all right, I'm gonna grab it and I'm just gonna keep pulling on it until it comes out. You ready? Like I guess Basically. so.
1: Basically, we're gonna take this string, right? We're gonna tie <laughs> we'll it.
2: Slam the door. <laughs> uh, because we're talking about people having things removed. What about uh, tonsils?
1: I think that's so unnecessary, but okay, it's a back. common procedure for children especially. Yeah. They get um, frequent inflammation of the tonsil, tonsillitis, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, Like,
2: I still have mine. And, I still have but mine. But I'm like one of the rare folks from at I, least my my yeah. peers in school. They all had them removed. Yeah, all I, my family had theirs removed.
1: I don't think they do it as much anymore Um, when you think of it. I, I think your tonsils are in the lymph family, so they do filter things out. I think... All of our body parts are. I'm not a huge fan of removing body parts unless it's like appendicitis, it's about to burst. You know, you absolutely need to. I think we're born with all of our organs for a reason, and I think they have a purpose. But I do think in a lot of cases where kids were getting sick, I think there could be other less invasive, like detoxification methods that would kind of clear out the lymph nodes.
0: Do you generally Um, not believe in vestigial organs, like across the spectrum? Yeah. Okay. In removing them, right? Well, I mean, vestigial means like unnecessary. I I think they're all necessary. Yeah. Well, but there are other animals within the animal kingdom that, through the evolutionary process, have unnecessary parts. Well, do we know
2: that though? Like, uh, you know, is it possible that science? Is it possible that no, uh, I don't. That (laughs) that these uh, supposedly vestigial things. Uh, are used like one time and then that's it. Maybe right? I don't know. You know, like, Again, how, like depends
0: if you trust the science. or not. How
2: useless, you know, are these things? Gotcha. But
1: like I said, I was saying earlier in the show, people will say that about your gallbladder, right? Yeah, you don't really need it. I think you do. <laughs> and I think a lot of people who have had a gallbladder removed, they might agree with me because now when they try to eat a greasy hamburger, they're going to be in a lot of pain. Uh. So. I like eating a greasy hamburger right. every once in a while, and, and then, I want my gallbladder to be able to filter it
0: out. But that toss-up is not whether it does something or not. That's whether what it does is necessary for life. Right. Right. Like if um, you don't need it removed, I then mean, you ought not have it removed. Well, and that's most like,
1: things aren't necessary for life. I mean, you could survive without a lot of your organ
3: yeah, organs. Yeah, I know. Well, well,
0: but, I- but then if you don't need to have it removed, you don't. But if it's acting yeah. up and it's going to cause further problems, you do. Yeah. One of my
3: so, former yeah, ro- yeah, okay. One of my former
2: roommates uh, got shot uh, when he was in the military, and they took out one of his lungs. So, he's yeah. walking around with one lung. Also, a super chain smoker, by the way, which seems counterproductive. But,
0: you know, he was yeah. like, well,
2: whatever. i die when i die. Yeah. You know, uh, Teach but, their own. But, Shouldn't like, get a
0: fake lung put in and just filter the cigarette smoke into that one. Well, yeah, I guess. No? You know. Okay.
2: All right. Uh My philosophy on... Uh, body organs and removal is
0: only if necessary. That's yeah. what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Only if necessary. Like like they, they yeah. don't go around taking out your appendix. They wait until it's about yeah. to blow, and then they go like, "Okay, let's get this thing out of there." Yeah. Same with the tonsils, right? If you don't, if you're not getting chronic tonsillitis, they're not right. just going like, "Okay, time yeah. for the routine tonsil." Well, removal. well, no.
2: When I was a kid, though, it was like, "Oh, they got tonsillitis. not not chronic tonsillitis. They just okay. got it the one time, and they're right. like, let's take them tonsils well, out."
1: I also think there's a reason why they don't do that as frequently anymore. Why? Because you need them, <laughs> or or they're beneficial, and they realize like eh, maybe people are better off if we don't just jump right into scraping your tonsils out. I mean,
0: We've seen how Gen X not, turned out.
1: It's not really like that invasive of a procedure. I'm pretty sure you just solder them out of the back of your throat. Like it's pretty, as far as like you surgical procedures in go, it's it's pretty <laughs> <Street>
0: tonsillectomies <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, just take this uh, the soldering iron, and yeah, you're good to go
0: going to burn the back of your throat there. Yep. Just hang in there. Wow. Some nice, cool river water for you.
1: And then uh, another big one is the wisdom teeth.
0: I've had those removed.
1: I had mine removed just because I was on my mom's insurance. It was good, and it was like, all right, well... You know, they're not really doing anything, but now's the time. You're going to have to spend a lot of money later if they start acting up, and they threatened me with the whole, your teeth might get crooked, and I was like, no, I don't want crooked teeth. My teeth were already
2: crooked, and then when the wisdom teeth came in, they actually made them slightly more straight. Oh, that's cool. So I was pretty happy.
1: Yeah, there's crowding. But why do we have them?
2: Well, it's to know when you- It's
0: vestigial. It's to know- At one point, they were useful, and now they are not. It's so you know when you've become wise. Yeah. It's like it's a third, wisdom. third Overall. layer, of, third layer of teeth when you're old.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: We need that. Well, We've outlived the adult teeth. Yeah. In my Some people might,
2: you know, depending yeah. on you know how well they take care of their face or whatever. So six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you'd like to join us tonight, coming up, a Willy Wonka event that ended up looking like a meth lab, plus more. It's free talk live. Don't go anywhere.
4: This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by that treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org.
2: welcome thank you for tuning in and listening to free talk live if you're not familiar with the program visit our website over at freetalklive.com to find out more we are a live calling radio program where you can call talk about whatever we're talking about whatever you want to talk about you change the subject you don't like
0: what we're talking about if you've There's... got inside information on a tonsillectomy gone bad <laughs> <laughs> or, other, the world.
2: or other horrifying medical procedures, which seems to kind of be what we're talking about right now, at least in the past segment. Uh, the phone number, 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain.
0: Nikki. And Richie Rich.
2: Uh, before we go on, Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash with fees of less than a penny per transaction. Dash is made for spending. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and easy to use, Dash. You can learn more at Dash.org. That's Dash.org. All right. So... You guys have seen Willy Wonka or at least familiar? Oh yeah, I've seen the new one. Big fan. I've yeah. Seen all of them, like the, uh, the latest one as well.
1: Uh, it, when what? What do you mean by latest? There's a new
0: movie There's called like a Wonka. Reboot, it's called yeah. No, I haven't seen that one. It's before he. Like, it's a stuck, musical. Yeah.
1: Oh no, I haven't seen that. Okay.
0: Um, no, I've only seen like the like one prequel. with um Gene Wilder.
1: Yeah, and then uh Johnny Depp. Yes. Johnny
2: all right. Depp. I believe it's pronounced Johnny Derp. Derp. Yeah, the R is silent. Okay. I don't really Anyway, everybody... Johnny Derp and Amberhead? Yeah. Okay. Uh, at any rate, one of my favorite musicians, Les Claypool.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Primus in the Chocolate Factory. Primus,
2: right. Yeah, he did a I whole... I saw that. He did a whole thing, and like quite honestly, it was like, it's the worst musical thing Les Claypool <gasps> has ever done since he made made it famous. Like, Primus is a far superior thing. Yeah. Um, he that pulled, was Primus. He, uh, it was less. It was less. It was just,
1: literally was Primus. The the
2: other guys are his backing band, right? I mean, yeah. So, but at any, that's rate, usually how it is. I saw, <laughs> I saw them perform live, and they decided to bust out a couple of these Willy Wonka chocolate yeah. songs or whatever, and <laughs> and they they were you know just, what
1: the Oompa <laughs>
2: Yeah, they just they they didn't they didn't fit with the rest of Primus. Yeah, it, like it was like. Like if you're gonna do something like that, you should do your whole show as that. It was their experimental oh. phase? It, well, yeah, I, I mean, think his
1: whole life has been. It has,
2: and phase. so he just kind of went a little further than he okay. did before, and yeah. And I think the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the, uh, you know, the popularity of that release is like one of one of their lowest, like selling. And Maybe Captain I enjoyed Guar did it.
1: I enjoyed the um, Guar <laughs> <Gwar> doing. <laughs> yeah, <See>? but... Guar <laughs> in the chocolate factory. Now yeah. we're talking. <laughs>
2: If only odorous were here. Yeah. At any rate, uh, this from the Hollywood Reporter: Willy Wonka immersive event leaves kids in tears. "Quote: It looks like a meth lab." I mean, yeah. Have you seen the movie?
0: It doesn't look like a meth lab in the movie. I mean, the 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 Gene Wilder one is fantastic. I mean,
1: yeah. I yeah maybe um yeah I, I wouldn't say meth lab, but definitely
2: um more like mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah
1: more psychedelic. Yeah definitely some drugs involved in there what was
2: billed as an immersive experience seemingly inspired by willy wonka movies turned into the fire fest of unofficial movie tie-ins an immersive experience that promised to transport willy wonka fans into a quote magical realm unquote has turned out to be such an epic letdown that customers called the called the police wow and compared the attraction to a meth lab. Okay, so right. first of all, if you're taking your kids to see something that is Willy Wonka inspired, it's supposed to be an immersive experience. Why do you know what a meth lab looks like? Because <laughs> you, you've also watched Breaking Bad?
0: Yeah. yeah also, right.
1: to compare it to the fire festival, I mean, that's pretty. Are you guys familiar with that?
2: I think it I heard was, stories
0: about it. I didn't really pay attention. Yeah, it was. Uh, what
2: is a fire festival, Nikki?
1: It was um, a music festival. F-Y-R-E, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a really high-end music festival. And I don't know, whoever the producer was of it, just really... I think it was was kind of scammy where they they sold a bunch of really expensive tickets. And then they were like, great, so now that we have the money, we're going to create this thing. But that's not really how a festival works. Like, you need to invest the money up front, create the thing, and then... Make your money tickets, back. For, yeah. yeah, so or or have money to invest or borrow it from the bank or whatever. Um, but they did not deliver. So you have all of these really bougie rich Los Angeles people showing up to the desert with very meager accommodations, mm-hmm. which so whatever. Well, I mean, have
0: you seen see. the pictures in this article? No. Okay. It is very meager. Yeah,
2: it's the UK <laughs> event was titled Willie's Chocolate Experience which you know, sizzle, In and sell, of itself Yeah, that kind
1: of sounds creepy, but anyways. And
2: charge customers 44 bucks each. The attraction was not affiliated with the Warner Brothers movie Wonka, though the event's marketing came as close as possible to suggesting it was based on author uh, Roald Dahl's creation. The ad copy invited fans to journey to a universe where confectionery dreams are brought to life. That included mind-expanding projections, optical marvels, and exhibits that transport you into the realm of creativity and wondrous creations and enchanting surprises at every turn.
0: If I wanted a Wonka experience, it would be the tour of the chocolate factory as in the movie. Right? Like if you went to yeah. if you went and saw right. that. Right. That would be amazing. The event organizers
2: apparently used artificial intelligence to generate promotional images that suggested a very high quality attraction. I think which, Nikki's looking at the pictures, so, <laughs> which, which look just like the immersive and trippy Wonka-esque world that the ad copy promised.
1: I mean, this, yeah, this is really giving uh, meth lab vibes. It's like <laughs> the picture of the woman with the green, like bowl cut wig, the Oompa Loompa, and she, yeah, she. I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe she was supposed She's to be supposed an Oompa Loompa. to be a
2: Oompa Loompa, but like, it's obviously like a normal sized human, right?
1: But she kind of does look a little cracked out, and she has some sort of like beaker science experiment. And
2: isn't it like one of these crappy plastic (laughs) fold-up tables that you get for like 30 bucks at the Walmart or whatever? Yeah, it's
1: like for camping or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of, I I understand where the meth lab comment comes from. And
0: there's one on each wall of the warehouse. There's 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 nothing immersive about it.
1: And then there's just like a white wall with like a little tapestry hanging in the center of it that's supposed to be like it like candy land whatever um but yeah it does look very like they didn't try very hard yeah.
2: the results were somewhat surprising and ticket buyers needed pure imagination to think <laughs> that it looked anything like a fantastical chocolate factory as reported by the guardian customers showed up in glasgow to find a sparsely decorated warehouse with a scattering of plastic props a small bouncy castle, and some backdrops pinned against the walls. Scotland police were even called to the scene.
1: (laughs) They called the police. Oh, my
2: gosh. The event shut down, and parents said their children were in tears. (laughs) All the event lacked was a man in a top hat telling customers, you get nothing,
0: you lose. Good day, sir.
1: Why were their kids crying, though?
0: Because they wanted a tour of the chocolate factory, and they got a meth lab.
1: I I don't know. That's reasonable. Is that that traumatic? Yes. It's like, well, this sucked. Let's go do something different.
0: Children will often
2: take on the reaction uh, or react uh, in a more intense way than their parents do. They'll have the same reaction their parents are having, but they'll have it more intensely. Yeah, I
1: I don't. So I guess like if the parents were like, oh well, this is dumb. Like let's go do something else that's fun. Maybe the kids would have been fine. But if the parents are like really upset about it, then the kids could kind of feed on that energy. I don't know because it, it does look very disappointing but I wouldn't you know.
0: Like if your parents told you like oh we're going to go on a trip to Disneyland get ready for the trip to Disneyland <laughs> yeah, everyone get. gets excited for Disneyland and then you go to the park with them to feed the ducks.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's a meth lab in the park. Right? Like you'd be pretty upset <laughs> as a child. They just put a couple of like Mickey Mouse like yeah. you know cutouts yeah. Oh
2: there's the park. you go to New it's York It's like and the just bands like a from Chuck through. E. Cheese <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Right yeah. <laughs> You'd be pretty upset, right? Because you've got yeah. all these expectations I, know. I went in to your Chuck
1: head. E. Cheese as a kid.
0: Well, but if you if they said we're going to Chuck E. Cheese, then, yeah, and the you knew expectations you were going to Chuck E. Cheese, the yeah. expectation's there. So it's got to yeah. match the expectations. Yeah, if they said you're going to Disneyland, but you end up at Chuck E. Cheese, that's... You're a little disappointed. Yeah. And you might not want the pizza, even though you really liked the pizza last time, <laughs> yeah. at Chuck E. Cheese.
2: Photos from the event went viral online comparing what was promised to what was delivered. And then they show you know, a picture of one of the ads where it's all this like fantastical looking thing and then they show a picture next to it which is obviously just an inflatable rainbow yeah so
1: that's just like outright lying fraud
2: Uh, yeah you
0: gotta get the police involved
2: police were called to a willy wonka experience in the uk after hundreds of families were left scammed forty dollars for entry all our ai images advertised the event the venue was an empty warehouse and the staff were given scripts the night before According to a tweet that went out with some of the photos, uh, somebody, the disappointed optimist tweeted, the Oompa Loompa from the knockoff Wonka land experience looks like she's running a literal meth lab and is seriously questioning the life choices up until this point. If you scripted this, I would say it was too on the nose. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch oh, of hard up tweets hard do you have to be here. for
0: money to like get the script the night before? I'm like, okay, we're going to go through with this. I want to be associated with this production. Of course, one could argue that
2: a Willy Wonka-inspired event that ended with angry parents and crying children is far more authentic to Doll's novel than any of the recent Wonka movies. Well played. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There was an update that said the event organizers refunded tickets and apologized for the very stressful and frustrating day, telling customers, unfortunately, last minute we were let down in many areas of our event. And tried our best to continue and push on through, and now we realize we probably should have canceled the first thing in the morning instead. And so shines a good apology in a weary world.
0: Yeah, cancel, I mean, refund. You know, yeah. be proactive with the refund. That would have been good business. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe you get a second chance. I don't. If you're the organization, I don't think you get a second chance on this.
2: Oh, and there's a second update. Actor who is playing uh, Willy Wonka at the event speaks out. Quote.
0: The script was 15 pages of AI generated gibberish. Nice. Oh no. <laughs> Seems like more an experiment in AI.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Let's
0: see how well AI can produce a Wonka event.
1: Not very well. Uh, yeah.
0: Then they can blame the AI for not delivering the props. I don't know. The AI was supposed to order. They're
1: like, see, this is why we need to regulate this with the government.
0: Oh God! Don't give me any ideas. Jeez. <laughs> they, they already had England.
1: that
2: idea. Yeah, they already have it. Yeah. Like this is a market event, and obviously. Uh, this event will not go on again uh based on the market response to the lack <laughs> yeah, of quality that was yeah. delivered
0: well there's I told you I, there was an update to this i don 't have the source for it, but someone else is redoing the event really? with uh, with the promise of you know being more in line with what the original event was supposed to be yeah, i think i, I wouldn 't touch it for at least a couple of years well yeah. i they're, I think they 're trying to make good and, right and uh, on the bad will. For those people, if it's the same people and they're trying, to it's not to the like... same people. No, okay. It's a whole different. It's a whole different person or company or whatever going. Like, well, we see how bad it was. Like, it, they could be event planners or whatever. Yeah, right. Just going, we can do it better, and we'll show you like why you should go with our business instead. Yeah. So it's a market opportunity for them. Competition. Com- yep. To be yep. competition. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
2: I got it, and that's good. Like you know, if people are fans of this kind of stuff, you know, yeah. Um, and they're sold. You know, what appears to be a thing and what's yeah. delivered is nowhere near that why, you know. Uh, but if
0: I were that event, it'd be like tickets at the door after you can already see what you get on the inside.
2: Yeah, if only government would work the same way, right? You know, oh, well, if you're disappointed in you know how much money the government takes from you and how much they print out of thin air and inflate the currency and how poor of a job they do actually protecting and serving anybody
0: except themselves, really, uh, that they should just be out of business immediately. Yep. That'd be great. And someone else could step in and provide the services yeah. that you want yeah. at a price you're willing to pay. Otherwise, you don't get the service. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great, if only. All right. Uh, anything else about Wonka? Nope. Good. No. no. We've We've wonked off. <laughs> That's not a segue. This is a segue. Guinea pig to become father to 400
0: after breaking into female enclosure. Oh man!
1: Oh, congratulations!
0: They should pair that guy up with the Argentinian vasectomy dude. This is the. Uh... <laughs> this is how you do it, homie. <laughs> this
2: is what uh, the insult that they levy uh, Something like that guy couldn't get laid in a women's prison with a fistful of pardons, yes, something like that. Yeah. Right? Oh man, that's awful. <laughs> uh, captive audience. This from ITV.com. Literally. Staff at Hatton County World in Warwickshire, Warwickshire, couldn't understand why they suddenly had a hundred pregnant guinea pigs on their hands until they released one of the male rodents. Until they realized one of the male rodents had managed to escape his enclosure and infiltrate the female-only enclosure.
0: Nice, <laughs> Dude's Like they it's like that. summer camp. Dude, like, yeah. yeah. dude's like,
2: if I'm going out, I'm going out FCCing.
0: Bef- yeah. Before they experiment on me again, I'm making my way over there. Yeah. Uh, this reminds me, actually, of uh, uh, somebody I was
2: related to, uh, uh, you know, elderly-type person, uh, you know, grandfatherly-type. Uh, the grandmother had, you know, passed on, and he ended up going into, like, a nursing home. Oh, yeah. And- it gets
1: freaky in the nursing oh, home. Oh, man, <laughs> He was...
2: He was like literally the cock of the walk, so to speak. Yeah, you don't right? want to like, know what
0: I've seen. He was... He was. Our know. audience does, though, so he was, you want to share it, it. He was the guinea pig in this okay. story. Right. I don't I,
1: I, know if it's FCC friendly. I don't know if I can... I mean, they're all guinea pigs, water right? Water it down.
0: He's not, he's but, not inseminating hamsters. <laughs> not that I'm aware of, but okay. who knows?
2: You know. Who knows what kind of interspecies erotica is going on inside of the guinea pig
0: farm? <laughs> Accidentally went into the gerbil enclosure? Yeah. <laughs> ah, I miss my donkey.
2: Clerks too? anyone no don't don't go to the donkey show in mexico Uh, no you have to have seen that movie to get no i did to get that one yeah uh it was kinky kelly and the sexy stud and kelly was a dude and and right the sexy stud was the the donkey yep yeah anyway uh they noticed that the exhausted father-to-be now nicknamed randy (laughs) nice (laughs) had lost a little weight <laughs> well, stressed they, out. They,
0: they do say that, uh, you know. Stressed out or overexercised.
2: That, they do say that yeah. intercourse burns many calories. Yeah. It's a fine form of, uh, you know, exercise. Uh, so, anyway, they noticed he lost a little weight, but did not realize why until they discovered he was actually a male rodent being kept busy in the wrong
0: pen.
1: Oh, so he was already with the females. Okay.
0: He just walked around, he was like a. a, a in drag in the female enclosure just pretending to be a chick the whole time
1: usually it's pretty easy to tell with the rodents is it once they mature
0: okay yeah they have i've never kept rodents as pets
1: their um their testicle to body um ratios are pretty it's pretty high yeah
0: it's it's a visible difference (laughs) it's a
1: visible difference
0: doesn't shrink with more activity does he release some of it because if he's banging 400 of them and then, like, just they, they said just he lost some how- weight, so yeah. hiding in the sawdust when the when the scientists come around. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the ladies were all like protecting him, like, oh, yeah, you just, know, yeah, like, just yeah. They're they like, no, this, him, is like, yeah. uh,
2: the this, animal, this is our guy. Yeah, the animal is <laughs> our guy. The animal park, which he's the only one, right? Like, yeah. he's the highlander of what are these gerbils? Yeah. Uh, guinea pigs. Guinea, guinea pigs. pigs. <laughs> yeah, he's the highlander of these guinea pigs, right? There could be only one, and he's the only one. And they're like, no, don't take him away. The animal park, which already has 300 male and female guinea pigs, is now rating itself for a population
0: boom in the next few weeks. Do they birth more? How many do they birth at a time?
1: It depends, but usually a lot. It'll at least be like four, maybe. Okay, so it's going to go from 400
0: to like 2,000 then. Yeah. I think there is a pretty
1: big range. Like it could be anywhere from like one to six probably, maybe even more. I don't know. Let's
0: just say
2: three each. And how many do we say? A hundred. So it's another 300 on top of the 300 that they already have. And now
0: they're all related. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some incest going on. I mean, maybe. In that guinea pig cage. They're all half siblings of some kind. Manager Richard Craddock said,
2: one of our male guinea pigs managed to find his way into the female enclosure and had a very good time by the looks of it.
0: It was some disgruntled employee. I'm just going to set you in here, little guy. Yeah. yeah. Go for it. Maybe they were just gruntled. Okay.
2: We suspect a child may have placed him back in the wrong pen by accident after stroking him or Randy may have (laughs) somehow broken out of his enclosure to get the females. So, they don't know is okay. what they're saying. Yeah. They're like, we think maybe somebody moved him, but maybe he got in there by himself.
0: We don't know. How long was he in there? That's a good was this, was question. this like enough one... to get like
1: a hundred of them pregnant? Well,
0: but there's like one night of passion, one week of passion. Yeah. How? Mm. How? Um.
1: I think they're pretty fertile.
2: How okay. F- how frequent can a guinea pig, you know, do oh, the deed? Know. You know, in a day, right? Have, yeah.
1: Has science tested this?
2: I don't know. Are you are you calling, I mean, isn't, isn't are there... you calling the science? Yep.
0: Isn't there a breed of, like, mice or rabbits or whatever that just do this until they die? Like, that's that's their way out? Mork calling Orson. Come in, Orson. Mork calling Orson. No? no Mork and Mindy? And Mindy.
2: Oh, okay, right. Uh Pam Dauber, her Prime. Hmm. Anyway, uh, we believe that the newly named Randy could have impregnated up to 100 female guinea pigs. Okay. Which have litters of about four. There you go. So if you do the math, we could be expecting... Quite a baby boom. I'm glad we don't have to do the math. We don't know how long Randy was in the female enclosure, but it could have been several weeks, which would have given him time to go around the entire female population. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Deborah. It's not your turn tonight. You have to wait uh, another fourteen weeks for me to get back around to you.
2: And then there's like there's like one who's like talking it up
0: like oh it was the best i've ever had
2: and another was like yeah you know he was kind of Minuteman man for me you know what i mean they're like having difference of opinion as to how good he was
0: there's another one playing try, trying to play hard to get and just skipped right over her and then she's like hey
2: <laughs> staff did comment he looked a little thinner than before and has now rejoined his male friends with some stories to tell clearly he's got a lot of bragging to do finishes the sentence here Staff are now looking to build an extension to the guinea pig farm to accommodate Randy's huge brood. Oh gosh. Yes, Randy has a huge brood. <laughs> That's going kind of in the notes. <laughs> Randy's huge brood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I almost snorted there.
1: I think for the males, it's probably just I'm not finding um too much like concrete information on this, but I think he could probably just keep going. You know what I mean?
2: Okay. Like the Energizer Bunny? Still going.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's kinda how it is for most male. That was an mammals. era when commercials were
2: good. Well. Uh so like the whole still going thing, you know, energizer thing, like these are rodents, right? There's a right. reason that there's phrases like, Oh, they like, FCC like bunnies, you know. Yeah. Uh there's something about rats or mice too, right? They reproduce really they quickly. Do. Right. Um as a as a uh, survival prep. Or even if you're homesteading, mm-hmm. uh, rabbits reproduce yeah. incredibly quickly, and rabbits are very edible. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is uh, something that people always bring up when you talk about rabbits as a survival food: that if you eat too much rabbit, you do get sick. Yep. Oh, it, really? Yeah. I've never. heard Yeah. Of if that. it's like your main source of protein for some period well, of time, they're really lean. You, right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you it develop some sort like of thing. So it's a deficiency, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So the idea is like. Sure, it'll get you by in a pinch for some period of time, but you should not only yeah. just eat rabbit.
1: They say it's the most economic animal yeah. to, because like the feed versus what you like, the, the input versus the output right. in the initial investment. Yeah. The
2: feed to meat harvest ratio. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: allegedly it would, the best. Have you eaten
2: rabbit?
0: But Hassenfeffer.
1: What?
2: Hassan Hassenfeffer. Okay. That's yeah, rabbit.
0: Okay. Rabbits do. Got I it. have not. Okay. Are you saying, are you accepting that you have eaten Huss and I, pepper? Yes, okay. I have eaten okay. and pepper. It right. tasted very much like stew. Okay. You
2: have not, Nikki?
1: <laughs> no, I have not ever eaten a rabbit. I've, what
2: else have I eaten? Frog legs. Tastes like chicken. Okay. Yeah, um, I can see that. Um, I hear
1: a gator does, too. Squirrel. Chicken.
2: I've eaten squirrel. Squirrel's I've, another one that you can I've crazy eaten, on you eat them um, wild. It, it. It. I mean, it doesn't really, like, it tasted different, you but must not bad.
1: not get a lot of meat. I've never had it straight up, but I've had it in a stew. Yeah, squirrel. Yeah, uh,
2: I mean like all the usual stuff. Bison I've had. I've had venison, right? You know all yeah. the usual hunt. duck. I've had duck, like you know, wild shot and then yeah. like butchered and brought home and you know put in a in a pot in the oven for you know half a day or something. You know, kind of a thing, roasted, I guess. Um, so like you know. That's kind of you know, it, I guess. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of like seafood generally. Oh, okay. Like, I love fish, and that's the majority of it, okay. right? But like, shrimp are oh, about. like oh, so good. I don't like squid. Oh, I don't so like good. eel, yeah. right? I'm not eating any of that so kind of good. stuff. 603 283 6160 is the number if you'd like to join us tonight. We've got a whole bunch more coming up for you, so don't go anywhere. It's free talk live.
3: Free
2: Talk Live. And we're back! Our El Número Dos on L3 Talk Live. I obviously don't speak any Spanish at all. Otherwise. I mean, you got a couple of the words in there. I got L. And I got numero, and, and I dos. got dos. Yeah, there and you go. That's, that's about it. It's about the extent of my Spanish, other than like... Cerveza. Cerveza.
1: I had a feeling that might have been one yeah. of yours.
2: Yeah. Dos equis? Cerveza. Um, dos what's, what's the Modelo bathroom? Modelo es especial. Banho? Oh, yeah, okay. Thank you. Those are like the most important yeah. ones, right? You know?
0: Lave los manos. I, I don't know what that is. Wash your hands.
2: Uh, Simon ditouche la mano. Yep. That's uh, what Simon says, touch your face or something. Okay. Yeah. So when I was in uh, grade school, uh, instead of uh, uh, folks getting, like, full-on, f- you know, one class per year in some foreign language, uh, what they did is, like, uh, once every two weeks—no, uh, I'm sorry—for, f- uh, like, every Wednesday for two weeks, they would have a different language instructor. So you get two Wednesdays of one language— the next two Wednesdays were another language. The next two Wednesdays were another language.
1: So you basically learn nothing, yeah, a, little, a little <laughs> bit of nothing in right. every language. Right.
0: So, like, yeah. So nothing. I, not, not long enough to stick in so any like, sense. So, like,
2: I learned no. how to count to 10 in uh, Spanish, German, and French.
1: Okay. Un, deux, trois?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they played this record. Uh, that was supposed to teach you French, and it was all Simon Says, right? Yeah. And that's Simone D. Right? You know
1: what? That's funny. I listened to that in French class as yeah. well, the Simon Says French yeah. thing. Yeah.
2: Uh, the the German uh, was uh, brought to us by the high school German teacher, uh, Frau Geithen, uh was mm. what we had to call her. Uh, and then I'm trying to remember who did the Spanish... It was, like, not even anybody, like, remotely ethnic. It was, like, a tall, lanky white dude. Yeah. Okay. I think he was the history teacher in high school or something. Who also spoke who Spanish. Who also happened to, you know, know some Spanish. So, yep. needless to say, yeah, that's it. We learned a very small amount of different languages. Uh, I think the idea was that, you know, it might spark us to, like, when we get to high school to take oh, a foreign Oh, to, like, language. pick something. Okay. And, that kind of makes sense then. Yeah. Which language did you want to take? But know? even I know
1: so many people who took six years of Spanish, <laughs> yeah, and they went somewhere, you know, went to Spain or Mexico or somewhere, and they couldn't even get around.
3: I it, know somebody. Know I mean? that- it's
1: like you're better off doing the um, the thing that Ian was doing, Duolingo or whatever. Oh, he yeah. was like playing the games on his phone, yeah, and app. he actually got pretty good. He yeah. he speaks pretty decent Spanish now yeah. from just playing those games. But you're almost better off either doing that or just dropping yourself in the country for a and, few months yep. and you'll be forced to pick it up like yeah. those are the only real pick it ways up Or you'll be
2: you know not not drinking cervezas yeah
1: you'll just be like <laughs> the dumb gringo that they're like oh okay i've got the
0: google translate app yep. on my phone and you can have the spanish speaker speak into that and we'll just translate yep. it for yep. you like that seems to be yep
1: and it works actually pretty, I hear right. it works pretty well.
0: Yeah, we did it just a, has to be good enough, man, as long as you're not yeah. doing the wrong thing. Right,
2: we did a story yeah. about some... Don't say anything
1: offensive. <laughs> we
2: did a story here on Free Talk Live about some other uh, thing that's coming out soon uh, where it is uh, supposed to be better than the Google Translate app. Okay. Uh, but it's supposed to be able to do, I don't know, mm, 15 languages or something, maybe more. Okay. Uh, so, like, getting closer to Star Trek. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're so, like, you know, you don't have to speak the language. The translator does all the work yeah. for you.
0: Well, and that's all you can make that a thing, right? right? If you're just wearing Bluetooth headsets or one of the Google Glass, yeah. whatever's right. Like it's coming. This is the start yeah. of it. Or the little cool pendant that they wear on Star Trek. OK. Yeah. Got my Dick Tracy watch on. <laughs> right.
1: Um, when, now when I you're, was now you're talking, when I was a waitress, there were these I think they were from Japan, yeah. So a, a language with completely different characters, yes. right? So they had they were looking using some software where they were essentially taking a picture of the menu and it was in real time on their camera like on their phone translating it into Japanese characters or mandarin or whatever yeah. language some, you know, Asian language with different characters yeah. and it translated the whole menu.
2: Uh-uh. there
1: you go. And I'm sure there were some discrepancies of especially when you're like food you know what i mean that's not an easy thing to translate but they were it was pretty impressive and that was at least you know a long time ago so yeah.
2: we've got a lot more to talk about and get to tonight but we also have some callers holding let's go to i believe this is simon in tennessee simon you're on
0: free talk live i thought you were gonna segue with the simon says uh,
5: yeah oh yeah. i should have let's have a great time on free talk live there you tonight. go you guys
0: yeah simon says go ahead you're live on the air
5: So I wanted to say uh, how much the show meant to me for years and years I've listened, especially these last few years when I worked third shift as a tractor-trailer driver, which I've been driving for 14. So the show, I think since 2009, I've been listening to Ian and Mark, and I used to call in back in the day. And it really is true what uh, Ian said when he was in jail allegedly the first time. Somebody like Ian called in. You'll have to ask him if you haven't heard that story. But he said it was nerve-wracking and kind of gave him anxiety to call into his own radio show, he said. So it is like that, and so I haven't called in in a long time. But I really wanted to say, uh, you know, I've been praying for Ian and really hope that he's able to get out of jail and a miracle happens there and uh, hopefully we can get a pardon or something happens for him. You never know. It happens from time to time, right?
0: Yeah, cause it, the restitutions are outrageous. Oh yeah, the the yeah. amount of,
2: of of money that they've raped him for already that he can never get back, even if he wins an appeal, uh, is 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 just staggering. Like m- money they had no hand in earning, uh, no hand in acquiring. Uh, you know, the, uh, the only saving grace of any of this is. Uh, uh, the way Ian went about doing it was uh he had mentioned even in court was like if there is to be any sort of fine or anything like that, uh, I want the money to go to the
0: individuals who were scammed. I don't want any of this going to the state, but even the individuals that were scammed defrauded Ian right by yeah. providing him false information right yeah,
1: and may or may not be in with the state right That's,
0: well, they're definitely um, in with the state. So right.
2: while the state still took a big chunk, um, at least you know there, there's if if there's a you know a, a positive side of this, which there really isn't, uh, at least you know he got that wish. So, yeah. uh, Simon, thank you so much for like listening and, uh, to. I had
5: one more thing I wanted to. Make yeah, sure. go ahead. I was sure just saying that, th- but...
2: thanks for listening to the show, but go ahead.
5: Oh yeah, sometimes I have to go quickly, but I told the screen- screener there that I had something to ask for Nikki there. And uh, how are you, Nikki? Good. How are you, Simon? Oh good. Have you ever seen the movie Dumb and Dumber?
1: I have, yep. Yeah. It's one of the okay, few I movies my...
5: I have seen.
0: You want to hear the most annoying love... sound in the world?
5: <laughs> I, I love, love the different jokes. Not radio. I jokes all the time. <laughs> I don't know how well this will go over, but I uh, just – I don't know if it's from the way you say exactly and other – I can't remember the exact words you say, but just the way you have a speech. I've been joking with my friends, and I said, you know, if my wife had an untimely death and your husband had an untimely death, what are the chances of a guy like me and a girl like you getting together, you know? One in a million. You're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> so that's just what I wanted to say to everybody. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, I'll try to call back in again sometime. I've got to go in here and uh, – family and all at the ind- independent living and everything but thanks so much for taking my call
0: hey thanks for listening man and uh you know feel free to call us back if something bad ever happens to matt that line is going to be so long you're going to have to like drive your tractor trailer <laughs> through it to get to the front <laughs> the advantage he has of course is that he has a tractor trailer <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> all right wait uh, for
0: that to happen before anything happens to your wife
2: uh let's uh let's go to this caller i believe this is scroter calling from california
6: Do you guys want to hear the most annoying sound in the world?
2: We We just did. did.
6: Oh, (laughs) my. The logical ANCAP slayer, Sir Skeeterlot. Hey, hey, uh, you guys know darn well why ANCAPs are on the terrorist watch list, right? It's because secession is theft and treason if you try to enforce that sham non-binding referendum you try to get past.
0: Treason is patriotic.
6: Oh, no, no, no! <laughs> no, it isn't. You guys are stealing. You guys are stealing um, uh, infrastructure and uh, land and labor capital of this democracy, man. You guys. I
3: didn't like, know
1: you, you were such a statist.
0: Oh no, he's to
2: he's totally okay. a statist. Yeah, so
0: he's totally statist. So I, I will no, levy this. Well, I, oh, wait, I generally consider myself an ANCAP. cap, but I will. I will lower myself. To the morality of my opponent. Hmm. And so if my opponent (laughs) is okay with stealing, then the only defense I have is to steal from him first. Because he will steal from me, right? And it's within his moral code to steal, so he can't even bring up a moral objection to my theft. He just has to live with it. So if they're they're okay stealing that from whoever, then I'm okay with us reacquiring it.
2: Yeah, the fact of the matter is, the state steals from everybody every day.
6: First, uh, Nikki, let me address this. So I'm not a statist, right? I just don't believe no, that you are. can criticize government. I just don't believe you can criticize government coming, uh, saying that they're aggressors and they're aggressing against you. Well, what That's you believe doesn't matter because exactly what you believe
2: you. Does, doesn't line up with the what facts. Hey, he was addressing Nikki. So
6: here's here's where I, I come from, right? Sorry, I criticize Richie. democracy because it's, I criticize government because it's unprofitable, and you can solely criticize government based upon that fact alone.
1: Yeah, and you're you utilitarian. Do not have the
6: right to call them. What, wait, I keep getting interrupted. But you you do not have the right to call that's, them aggressors. That's how it
2: works. It's supposed to be a conversation. They,
6: have, they are your benefactors. Actually, they're like your mom. They're like they're analogous to my mom and in my basement. <laughs> if I try to succeed them.
0: He is if sucking on the teeth of the government. <laughs> your mom. If I try to secede the basement, is that not theft?
1: <laughs> no? Yes or no? no? That doesn't even make sense. If, you, you, if I you try
0: don't... to secede my mom's basement. <laughs> you, you... <laughs> At least we know he's in his mom's basement. <laughs> yeah, We yeah. got confirmation. All noise. right, Scrotter.
1: Thanks.
2: I... We'll talk to you later,
0: man.
1: If he tries to
2: oh secede his, his mom's, mom's basement.
1: basement. <laughs> it's like, bro, just get a job. I don't know what to do. Like, you know what I mean? It's like...
2: Like, I know he had more to say, but like, he wasn't going to top that.
1: <laughs> yeah. He wasn't going to say that's anything right.
2: better than, that's than, the than thing. if I try to secede my mom's
1: case. Well, we'll, we'll, the, let, we'll do him a favor and let him, you know, quit while he's ahead. the, the, the problem.
0: The problem, behind, problem is, but. the problem is, he will call back and say we didn't address it, and therefore he wins. I don't care. I don't okay. Yeah.
1: That's not the actual rules. If that's what so. he
0: thinks a win means, you know. Well. <laughs> Could he secede, let, let's ask the question, could he secede and take his mom's basement with him? Like, that's that's his claim. My mom owns the house, much like the state owns the land, right? And I want to leave the custody of my mom, but I want to take the basement with me. I want to leave the <laughs> state, but I want to keep the land that I'm on.
1: Yeah. It's just so different. It's, like, hard to even, you know... But it's like, not different
0: yeah. in his mind. So, so you know, so first, of all, you want first of all, his I
2: mean, mom doesn't own the land that that is her house
0: well in a, under a private ownership society she would
2: in in theory, but currently right. no, she does not so okay. uh, he could not secede his mom's basement without seceding from the state of California as well, okay, so he would have to take on oh, yeah. the state of California in order to secede his mom's basement,
0: okay, and if he wanted to secede with his basement from his mom's property, like we would we would acknowledge that that would be okay, or would that be theft from his mom
2: well it so currently. I'm assuming he has some sort of an agreement with mom okay. about occupation, right? Uh, I'm assuming he's over 18. I'm assuming, you know, either it's like, well, you're my son, you can stay in the basement. Or she's like, you can stay in the basement, but you got to pay me X, right? You know, right. there's some agreement in place, uh, assumably. And so perhaps he could figure out a way to uh, purchase Just the basement area in the same way somebody purchases a condominium or a townhome, and this could be a voluntary agreement between him and his mom where he gets the, quote, ownership of the basement, and she gets, quote, ownership of the rest of the
0: house. And by doing so, he would no longer fall under the rules of the household, for which his mom said. Correct. All right. Yes. There's your answer, Skeeter. And in a voluntary way, too. There you
2: go. You know, so there you go.
0: Uh, Six zero three. Problem solved, and we don't have to be... Six one six zero. We don't have to be skeeterish about it. Scroterish. Scroterish about it. <laughs> right. We we can we can take the root of the problem, address it, come up with a logical, yeah. plausible solution. What if I wanted to secede the basement from my mom? That's.
2: I mean, that's got to be top two, top three of scroterisms.
0: Okay. Scroterisms. <laughs> Somebody edit that out and make it a sound bite yeah riley this that's, is up to you
1: that's going on the soundboard
2: uh, what if i wanted to secede my basement from my mom that's pretty good all right uh what that's we, got to go in the show notes now too what were we talking about
1: <laughs> skeeter secedes his mom <laughs> all, right,
0: all right you guys talk for a minute i'm gonna make a note okay we weren't really talking about anything we were waiting for the the segue to the, the next story
1: segue
0: well, that's not enough talking. So how, that's
1: not enough talking? Right. Okay. How about
0: the guinea pigs? Uh, What's the name? Randy? Randy. Randy <laughs> yeah. the guinea pig. Yeah. That's where we left off. Randy the guinea pig and his illustrious attempt at impregnating a hundred other female Attempt?
1: I mean, that was successful.
0: Okay. that's a yeah. successful attempt. Yeah.
1: So that actually happened to me once. I had... Um, at band camp? At oh. band, so this one time at band camp. <laughs> <laughs> so I had these... Two pet rats. Where I had one pet rat, Anakin. Yeah, pet rat. Yeah, Yeah. they're cute. Named Anakin. So you could assume one that I'm a nerd. Okay. And two that it was a a male. So and
0: eventually turned to the dark side. Yes. (laughs) Turned black and eyes turned red. My it walked (laughs) around.
3: My
1: (laughs) friends. My friends um, had a, a rat that she didn't want anymore named Gandalf. So, oh. yeah, I had to take him, right, in my in my nerd theme. So nerd him. So um I welcomed Gandalf into into An- my home. Anakin's world. Yeah, but they weren't The crossover them, you never do you need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I had them separated and Anakin kept escaping out of his cage. He was a him
0: at the time. Self-identified. And
1: would go into Gandalf's cage. And I was like, eh, whatever. Um, So Anakin ended up... Turned out
0: Gandalf was Gandolfina?
1: No, Anakin turned out to be Padme.
0: Wow, okay.
1: So that was the first litter of rats. And then, um, you know, I was in middle school at the time, so all of my friends came over and they're like, oh, they're cute, we want to play with them. So we're all playing with the little baby rats, they're super cute. Um, But when they're that little, you know, I made a comment about how they're really easy to sex well, when they're that little, you can't always tell immediately or as easily. Um, what they are. And they yeah. do reproduce rather young. So my, my little cute litter of rats soon turned into 30. Wow. It just really...
0: You got to start like a bake sale <sighs> or something for the rats at the school. A fundraiser, that's the word. Fundraiser at the school. Yeah. Now, if so only I-
2: they were super smart, then you would have something resembling the story, the rats of Nim. Oh, I was going to yeah. say Pinky and the Brain, but yeah, rats yeah. of Nim worked fine.
1: So I, I feel their pain at the guinea pig farm.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, all right, segue. I uh, I do comedy music. No, folks, folks don't know. Uh, you can find some of that over at CaptainKickAss.com. I have a Bandcamp page. If you're on Bandcamp page, it's the Kickass Parody Project. So there was a time at Bandcamp, camp. Yeah. Uh, and like I thought of myself as a comedian, as a parody artist uh, long before I sort of became um, anarchist, libertarian, whatever you want to call it, subscribe to the nap non-aggression principle and sort of, you know, dove into all of that. Um, it turns out it's been beneficial for me because of uh, the reasons of I'm trying to remember who it was. Is, uh, there was a uh, a kingdom somewhere, and the only person who could tell the king the truth was the court jester because the court jester did it. Oh, yeah, okay. And made him laugh, right? Yeah, okay. And so, like, literally right now on planet Earth, the only people who can get away with telling you the truth are comedians.
1: Yeah, that Barely. actually.
2: Barely. I they know, and shut they're. Down I everywhere. know, but they're like, starting it, to get canceled. But, yeah. but yeah. name another place. No, yeah, you're right. Right? So. Uh, This particular article that we're going to talk about uh, hits home in that respect, from a comedian perspective. One of the reasons that I'm uh, happy to have the the tag of comedian attached to my persona, you know, my online stuff, my stage name, all that kind of crap, is because of that. It's because, like, I can make art that says things that, you know, people
0: might consider controversial. Mm -hmm. It's not even in your official title. What?
2: Comedian. Um okay but it's listed in like you know stuff that I do. Okay. Right. Fair uh enough. you know nationally syndicated talk radio host, comedian. heavy metal musician, comedian, parody artist, right? These are all, all things right. that like you'll find on like uh, if you ever have seen one on my business cards or if you go online it it lists all that kind of stuff. All right, fair enough. Um and so and I've arguably doing uh the parody thing maybe longer than I did, like, heavy metal music. So that's a long time. Wow. I started listening to the Dr. Demento show before I was actually into, like, regular music at the time, anything over the radio, the top 40, rock and roll, all that kind of stuff, because it was different. Yep. Right? And I was like, oh, this is funny stuff. I like laughing. Laughing makes me feel good. And so I would listen to the Dr. Demento show. And, of course, I'm exposed to a wide variety of different funny songs and funny artists uh, most famously, of course, Weird Al Yankovic. But I spent a lot of time in the Seattle area, 22 years to be precise. And I've seen a lot of comedy there. I've seen some comedy clubs open and close. I saw one closing and reopen uh, after, I don't know, five years or something nice. like that. And so I was pretty happy about that. But this from Zero Hedge, Seattle Comedy Club cancels comics as SNL makes a U-turn. That
0: subheadline's weird. I don't know how do yeah, they go together.
2: I, I'm not sure. We'll find out. Okay. Uh, the thing about this that disturbs me is the comedy club canceling comics, and we'll find out just a little bit more well, about
0: that. Well, they've kind of been doing that elsewhere as yeah. well, right? Which is yeah. why Joe Rogan opened up his own comedy club in Texas. to. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, to let, Good for him. let those comics come there and do their thing without fear of cancellation well, and reprisal. Who
1: right? was it? It was Dave Chappelle. I forget yep. what part Dave Chappelle is
0: uncancelable.
1: But what population? It might have been the trans community or something. There yes. was some population that yeah. is untouchable.
0: No, no, he touched, he, them. Yeah, he, touched
1: he touched him. Yeah, he touched him in
0: ways they did not want to oh. be touched.
1: But there, there was a huge thing where all of the, you yeah. know, oh
0: yeah, there were yeah, a lot of people yeah. with blue
1: hair and septum rings that yeah. were gunning for him. If you, yeah.
0: if you've watched his yeah. latest special, man, oh. it was amazing. Yeah, his latest okay. special knocked it out of the park. Yep.
1: But that's kind of the point, right? Like this, this has always been a thing with comedians where. You know, they could either say the truth, um, and, and you're less likely to be offended because it was funny, or they're yeah, able yep. to just... Those offensive style of jokes, that's just funny to most people.
2: Yeah, it's yep. it, The point is, is, you're supposed to laugh at this stuff. And if you don't find it funny, great, don't buy a ticket. Yeah. But you don't have the right to prevent other people from going and seeing this.
1: Yeah. Like, it's not well, really, to okay. me, I don't think it's so problematic that it's going to convince people to... To act violently against others. Like, just because Dave Chappelle makes a joke about, you know, trans people doesn't mean that people are going to start attacking them or anything like that. It's just a joke, and that's kind of where it's supposed to end. Yep. And if people need to learn, I, they can do whatever they want, but it would be more beneficial for them if they could learn to, if they don't enjoy something, to just leave it alone instead of crying about it for. You know, X amount of
0: time. They ought leave it alone, but I will also say that cancel culture is a market phenomenon. Yeah. Cancel culture is a market phenomenon? They're not using the state. They're going directly to the service providers or the clubs themselves and saying, Hey, as a consumer or customer of your goods, we do not want you to platform this individual and then it's a it, it's the it's individual from there on an interesting perspective i know
2: right 603-283-6160 do you agree is cancel culture a market reaction a market event would you cancel comedians that you don't like give us a call let us know more coming up it's free talk live we'll find out who got canceled
4: on free talk live we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day
2: And become an amplifier so i mean that's really the reason why i amp is uh because i know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are i never would have found the ideas of liberty
4: you can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining free talk lives amps program on patreon for as little as five dollars a month and you'll get access to special perks visit amps.freetalklive.com amps.freetalklive.com
2: up you know we can't do the
0: exact same thing every time i mean i try to follow your mouth movements and you yeah i know i yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. jerk that's
2: right (laughs) 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 yes yes i am uh it is free talk live thank you for listening thank you for tuning in uh we are a live call-in radio program so if you want to join us the telephone number for you to call is 603-283-6160 Again, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. In the studio tonight, it's me, Jerk.
1: It's me, Nikki, <laughs> and Richie Rich.
2: I, I'm actually the captain, but you know, I was just owning up to my jerkness. <laughs> I
0: was like, maybe he's not going to say it. Is he's not doing the we're back part, and then he like throws it in at the end after we're almost done with it. I just put a,
2: a little Shatner pause. in All it. right, it's like, okay. and we're back. Right, and just put we're, a. Little- Back well, that would have been a full shat. Okay, yeah. this is just a little shat. It's a half shat. Okay, there. <laughs> <laughs> <Never. laughs> Way to finish it off there. There you go. Uh, so, uh, at the end of the last segment, we were talking a bit about uh, comedy, comedians, and how comedians uh, are sort of really the 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 last bastion of actual free speech. Yep, because comedians can say things that. Uh, other people aren't allowed to say on other platforms or at other venues.
0: Without reprisal. Without reprisal,
2: right? Not that, like, like if comedians say something controversial, they'll get press, and yeah. then people will either criticize them or praise them or whatever goes along with that, but they're not going to lose their job because yeah. that is their job. Their job is to do things,
0: to create press. To, it's like, if you're going to you tell know. someone the truth, make them laugh. Otherwise, they won't accept it. Right.
2: So I, I want to talk about uh, something going on with uh, some comedians being canceled Uh, But before we do, I want to say thank you to Brittany Martell. Brittany Martell is a silver-level amplifier and is tonight's uh, amplifier that we like to say thank you to. Uh, Silver-level means that Brittany is giving $5 per month to our AMPS program over at amps.freetalklive.com. Now, what does it mean to give money to the AMPS program? Well, AMPS stands for... (laughs) advertise market promote and support uh and the number one mission is to get this radio program onto more radio stations that's the the essence of what the amps program is for we're currently on somewhere around 200 stations we could be on 250 300 350 stations is not out of the question it's all up to you if you enjoy the show the hosts the co-hosts the callers uh and the perspective that we bring of freedom peace prosperity uh please consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Brittany. We appreciate you. All right. So back to this comedy thing. A uh, Seattle Comedy Club, uh, well, I should recap the headline. Seattle Comedy Club cancels comics as SNL makes a U-turn. I'm not sure the tie-in, it's Saturday Night Live, SNL is what they're talking about. I'm not sure the tie-in is. Like SNL's trying to be funny again? Is that I mean, they've been trying for a
0: long time. I don't They're know just, if they've been trying very they have, hard. They haven't been succeeding, okay. is, is what's been happening. I don't know if the, if the U-turn's going to help then, if the effort's already in there.
1: Maybe if they start doing offensive jokes again, they would be funny. Right. I haven't and, seen SNL in a long time, but I just remember it being so funny. It, it used to be. Yeah, And they weren't now. afraid of
2: anything.
0: They would make fun no. of everybody.
1: That's like the point.
0: Yeah. I, will, I will say this. One of my favorite segments is the, the weekend news report. Yes. and they do, I don't know how often they do it. But they they do a segment on that where the two hosts uh, switch jokes and write jokes for each other. Okay, and then they have to say the the offensive joke written for them by the other person, by the other person, yeah. and they do it live. So they're just reading the prompter, and oh, that's man. hilarious. Nice, yeah, that's good stuff.
2: Yeah, um, I'm more of a fan of the uh, the old school late '70s, early '80s Saturday Night Live. Okay, so Eddie Murphy, Gumby, yeah. Mr. Um, Robinson. Yes, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, that was pretty great. Uh, Dennis Miller, even, doing the 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 Saturday Night News Weekend Update. Uh, Norm
0: McDonald's Weekend Update. Yeah, he
2: was great at that. Uh, Tina Fey was good uh, at that. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, And even older than that, like Ghostbusters stuff, Bill Murray, right? uh, Dan Aykroyd, Gilda Radner, right?
0: All those folks were hilarious, man. And well, Chevy I'll, Chase, even man. I will say this though: there there is a history of Lauren Michaels, um, being less than fair to musicians. Yes, right. Yes, like you you are not allowed to perform this. And there's a handful of musicians that have been banned for the show for ignoring. One of them is a band called Fear F E A R. Okay,
2: and they were um, uh, <laughs> it was John Belushi. Who, like, as he was doing loads of drugs with Carrie Fisher, uh, you know, discovered this band called Fear. They're a heavy metal band out of the 80s. Very sort of uh, fast and, you know, almost punk rockish, if you will, uh, by today's standards anyway. Uh, So somehow he talked Lorne into letting them come on to Saturday Night Live. Nice. And they, of course, said some cuss words into the microphone. They got a bunch of, like, their people to, like, show up into the audience. And so there was this, like, I won't call it a mosh pit, but there were certainly, like, things around the stage getting thrown around and people jumping up on stage and off the stage and that kind okay. of thing. And it wasn't the band themselves that violated the FCC. It was one of the, the, the goers, one of the okay. fans, who, like, jumped up, grabbed the microphone, and, like, said a cuss word. And then, so Fear was banned from any further huh. performances on Saturday Night Live. It was the first and only uh, performance of that sort on SNL. Nice. I just happen to know that.
0: But they're not the only ones that got banned. Like, no, again, not, a handful. not by a long shot. Yeah. Uh, and a, most of it's like not just FCC stuff, but just being offensive. And, right. Or Lauren just allowed. didn't like them or yeah. whatever, right?
2: Yeah. Um, so at any rate, a Seattle comedy club canceled four stand-up comedians after angry community activists complained, according to the comedians involved. The shows at the Capitol Hill Comedy Bar purportedly offended left-wing community activists and progressive comics. Go figure. The news broke as comic Shane Gillis finally performed on and hosted NBC Saturday Night Live following his termination before even appearing because activists feigned outraged at a politically incorrect bit. Yeah. His monologue
0: wasn't that bad either. Like, I thought it was kind of funny.
2: I didn't see it. You should watch it. Yeah? Okay. Not bad. I mean, not
0: great, right? But, you know. Um, are you guys familiar with Dave Smith, the libertarian comedian? Yes. yes. All right, so. Quote, unquote, libertarian well, okay. comedian.
2: Four comedians were scheduled to perform in Seattle throughout this year. Dave Smith, Louis J. Gomez, Jim Florentine, and Kurt Metzger all are known for either being right of center or unwoke. Sure. The comedians say they received an email from the club co-owner and booker, Jess Anderson, who is also a stand-up comic saying the gigs had to be canceled. The decision came after, quote, discussions with our team, investors, local
0: comedians, and neighborhood advocacy groups, unquote. See, Sounds now, annoying. Right. I, I wouldn't be in favor of this, right, but no involvement of the state, right? That was my point before we went to break.
2: Mm-hmm. According to an email posted by Florentine and Metzger that was sent to their manager, uh, Capitol Hill is known for its progressive values. Yes, it is. That's a neighborhood in Seattle. It's all very, it's, the, I mean, if you want to go
0: to a woke neighborhood, Capitol Hill, that's where you got to go. There there, or San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like you're saying they're comparable? Yes. To okay. Very much so. Yeah.
2: Uh, so Capitol Hill is known for its progressive values, and we've received significant feedback expressing concerns about the alignment of these upcoming shows with the neighborhood's
0: ethos. Do, do neighborhoods have ethos? The community in the neighborhoods. I mean, you obviously identified it as progressive, right? So Well, they identified it, but well, I agree. Yeah. I agree, yeah. yes.
2: Uh, this feedback includes concerns from local advocacy groups that are deeply embedded in our community and work towards upholding its values, according to the email. Anderson wrote that the cancellations were meant to avoid any potential negative impact on impact on both our club and the artists involved, as well as to maintain the harmony within our community. Uh, so the Seattle comedy club, uh, has canceled shows to appease super woke, progressive Seattle activists, uh, Gomez, who was slated to perform in May and June took the cancellations in stride in his recent podcast, Gomez and Anderson, uh, Gomez said, Anderson has the right to cancel appearances and credits her for being respectful in the email. Still, it was a questionable decision. Uh, are they idiots for booking us and then unbooking us? Yes. It's a super dumb move. Yep. Is my former agent an idiot for booking me at a super woke progressive venue that like the entire lineup is like blue haired freaks, Gomez said. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Right? Like that's if you if you're I gonna mean, get it out. Know your audience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As a pro- now, at the same time, like people who book anything, particularly original stuff, comedy, music, band like these people don't usually do this for a full time gig. It's not their main; it's their side hustle at yeah. best, or it's just a way for them to get free tickets to the, sh- sure. the show, right? Uh, more than likely, that's that's the case. Uh, with the with the thing
0: about the agents, yeah, I, I don't know know your territory, know your clubs. Well, partially. Right? I mean, you you open this story talking about the king and the jester, yes, right, and the jester being the only one who can talk to the king and right. tell him. So if you're gonna if you're gonna be the jester. And this is the group that needs to hear the truth to break to possibly break their woke ideology. Yeah. And the only way to do it is through comedy. Then you've got to find a way to, like, reach that audience. Yes. Yes. So. Uh,
2: I know this about Seattle. There are multiple comedy clubs, uh, at least a half a dozen that I could probably name. Right. Uh, so it's not like there isn't a venue that these guys could go to. Right. It's just that this particular venue was like, yeah, well, oh, no, sorry, you're unwoke. Yeah. Now we can't have you. This is the part I have a problem with.
0: So part of it is know your audience, and part of it is, you know, knowing, you know, trying to get the message out as well.
1: I've never, I didn't know there were woke comedians. Because
0: they're not funny. Oh, yeah, you know, there um... are, like, most,
2: uh, not most, but, like, I have seen so many specials where, like, it's just woke after woke after woke after woke. Yeah. Eliza Schlesinger- She's what a beautiful. She's a beautiful girl. She is a successful stand-up comedian, female stand-up comedian, woke AF. Ew, you know. Um, so like, when she's not doing, what do they joke about? When she's not doing uh, jokes that are politically uh, charged, she is very, very funny, and so I enjoy her comedy for that reason. Um, other people, uh, Jim Jeffries from Australia, that guy is freaking hilarious until he starts pulling the woke crap.
0: Right? Have you come across like, uh, eh. Taylor Tomlinson? at all F- that name sounds familiar okay i think she's funny yeah i don't know i wouldn't classify her as woke but she's funny okay to me at least
2: yeah i mean i okay. i i want to see comedians who are funny yeah. first and foremost now if they happen to be uh you know subscribing to woke whatever that is yeah right then i gotta tolerate that while watching right. their specials or going to see them live or whatever if i choose to do so right. um it's it's far more likely that i'm gonna go see somebody like bill burr okay who's uh you know self-declared anti-woke right right um and but, he's funny too like yeah. they're all freaking funny right. if they weren't they wouldn't be doing this for a living but
0: also yeah. uh nate Bargatze. are you familiar mm, no look that one up he's clean really? and funny nice he's hilarious but just clean family you could take your kids to his show yeah. and everyone laughs wow okay so look up those two taylor tomlinson and nate Bargatze. okay
2: Uh, The article continues, Gomez suspects part of the issue was that young, jealous local comics who play the venue were upset that he and the others were coming to town. He says it's easy to find their offensive comedy online. Like, uh, comedy is by nature offensive.
1: Well, not even just that. Previous example. It's easy to find anything online. You know what I mean? So like that's like a pretty poor argument. And it's like people want to go to a comedy show in person. Yes. I can also listen to music online. But sometimes I like going to a live show. It's a different energy. I
2: can listen to offensive music
4: online.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. You couldn't listen to that on the radio. They're gonna they're gonna cancel Slayer because Slayer's (laughs) not
0: woke, you know, like If they try to perform in a woke community, then yes. I don't know that is gonna...
2: necessarily anti-woke either, right? Like they're just, you know, one of my well, favorite bands, so. They
0: don't even have to be. But how is the community going to respond? Right? If the blue-haired, you know, septum piercers whatever ah, are God. in your neighborhood yeah. and they're like, "We don't want this noise in our venue." Well, you know, the the venue operator is going to have a choice to make, and it could affect future profits, and they're not activists, right? They're there to make money. Yeah. Which is the, you know, the the go woke, go broke, you know, catchphrase or whatever can be true well like it like, depends who your audience is but, but
2: does a community uh you know in, instead of the venue right so like the community has a choice if the community sees that uh you know a non-woke comedian is coming to town at a venue in their neighborhood don't go don't buy the ticket absolutely like like, like should the venue respond to the community uproar by canceling their booking?
0: Depends. They're I mean, they're considering the profit incentive in yeah. that. Is it going to be more of a hassle? Or are they going to lose money by catering to the comedians? Or are they going to, you know, make a profit and make more money by having woke comedians or woke uh uh shows that cater to their woke community and drive them in for future shows?
1: I mean previously, like maybe like twenty, thirty years ago A normal person would just be like, oh, I'm not interested in that sort of comedy, so I'm just not going to show up. Present day, these people are so crazy that they will completely boycott the venue, they will tell all their friends, and it would destroy this business. So I kind of do get why they would... Cancel the show just to kind of try to salvage their own reputation Hmm. um but it is it's it's pretty lame that there has been this like weird cancel culture created where it's like you can't just see something that you don't like well and and just not go it has to be well it's it's let's also say right well let's
0: also say that a few decades ago people were protesting gay pride parades as well right people still are though understood but they were. It's not like that has changed. People pro- You could ignore yeah. the gay pride parade yeah. just the same. Yeah. But people go and protest.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, so Gomez suspects part of the issue is that young, jealous local comics who play the venue were upset uh, that he and others were coming to town. He says it's easy to find their offensive comedy online. "Quote: That's just what happens when comics don't have anything going on. They look for drama," he said. So Anderson found drama within the comedy space there, and she was like. All right, I think they're great, but I'm not, you know, I don't need to make it a thing. Maybe they were concerned with protests? Seattle is like
0: a super woke area. I'll bring up a more recent example, Dry Queen Story Hour. Yeah. Right? Just don't go. Right. Don't take your kids. Yeah. But there there are people on the right who were like super offended that it was even taking place and protesting.
1: And that's the thing, too. I mean, I think the wokeness also... Is on the right, too. You know, because a lot of those, like, super conservatives will be like, oh, the wokeness and whatever. I mean, they're kind of equally as, it's easy, as a, it's a, as easy to offend them as it is to offend the lefties. Don't tell them that. They'll get so, offended. I will tell
0: them that. Okay, <laughs> I think she just did. <laughs> a national radio no that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. The, prote- the hate mail is going to roll in. Yep. According to King 5, that's a
2: Seattle uh, television station. According to King 5, the Capitol Hill Comedy Bar uh, makes comics, quote, adhere to a code of conduct which outlines expectations for respectful behavior and language, helping to create a safe and welcoming space for both comics and guests. Sounds not funny. Unquote. It's a
0: woke comedy club. It's not going
2: to be funny. Too funny not to immediately put on blast. Metzger, one of the comedians of the Seattle Comedy Club, canceled. Points out or pointed out that the venue is located in a former Capitol Hill autonomous zone, the Chaz. You guys know nice. the Chaz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is the location where radical, violent activists took over six city blocks during the Black Lives Matter riots after the death
0: of George Floyd. I was kind of a fan of the Chaz Chad thing. It wasn't successful, but it, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I'm also am I mistaken that this club is in Seattle's historic Chaz district? Kurt looks up towards the heaven. Thank you, George Floyd. He posted on X. So there's a yeah, a little bit of a tweet here from the patron somebody saint of Yeah, there's part of the part of the email looks like has been posted. It says, uh, "We truly value the art of comedy and diverse perspectives it brings to our lives. It is our hope that Rise. we we can find a way to work together in the future under different circumstances." In the meantime, we are committed to making this transition as smooth as possible and are here to discuss any concerns or questions you may have. Thank you for your understanding and your incredible contributions to the world of comedy. We wish you all the best in
0: your upcoming projects and hope to have the opportunity to collaborate in the future. Jess Anderson, comedy bar owner and booker. You could have ended up with a situation. Uh, what is it, the heckler's veto? Yeah. right. Where, you know, some right wing guy goes onto a college campus to give a different perspective and then just shout him down. Right, right. You put these comics on stage, and the protesters go in and shout them down. And you get no show, right? Like that's that's a thing that happens. So, as the venue operator, you, you got to weigh out these things. That's yeah, all I'm saying.
2: I mean, I keep. I was thinking about it earlier today. We were at, at the dinner we usually have here on Sundays, uh, and somehow George Carlin came up, and somebody was talking about how. They didn't know that George Carlin had, like, clean comedy, like, before the the Seven Dirty Words. Yeah. And he totally did. He was totally a straight-laced comedian, suit-and-tie guy, right, trying to do, you know, clean comedy. And, like, he did it successfully. He was was funny at it. But, you know, he wasn't uh, standing out from the crowd. He was just another comedian in that crowd. And so uh, what he did is he looked back at history. And, of course, uh, if you're not familiar with Lenny Bruce. Oh, yeah. Like, you could say that George Carlin uh, sort of ripped him off in that respect. Okay. Right? Ripped him off isn't necessarily the right term, but, like, Lenny Bruce would smoke on stage, he would always wear, like, black clothing, uh, and he was very offensive, particularly at the time. He is the, as near as I can tell, the first stand-up comedian to be arrested for telling jokes on stage. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He actually got arrested and thrown in jail for yeah telling jokes. Now, George Carlin also... I uh, had a, an infraction at uh, Summerfest in Milwaukee in seventy-five uh, or something like that, where like because he told the seven dirty words bit, yep, and people were offended, and so here come the cops, and there's video footage of him, you know, talking both with the cops and then later about the cops and what happened. Uh, that uh, is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, if you're into comedy, required viewing. Um, But Lenny Bruce was that rebellious, like, I'm going to use dirty words, I'm going to point out the hypocrisy of, like, the state and, like, you know, humanity in general and what's wrong with mankind and that kind of stuff.
0: I mean, you brought up Eddie Murphy earlier. He compares, like, you know, Bill Cosby to Richard Pryor. Yes. right. Both funny. Yes. Completely different shtick. Right, yeah. I would compare Carlin to Richard Pryor more
2: so than Eddie Murphy. Okay. Right, just because they were more of that same era. I mean, Eddie Murphy was well, a little Eddie, bit. Eddie Murphy made, bit made the younger.
0: comparison as far as influences in his comedy career. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. You got yeah. you know, the comics before him was like Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby. Yeah. Like super clean, family friendly, and yep. don't tell your kids. Right. right? Yeah. But both successful, yes. At the time, both funny, yep. At the time, but diff- different ways to stand out. And right. If that's the goal. You got to find where your niche is.
2: Right. And even like uh, when I was growing up, uh, the the one comic that I always thought was different from all the other stand up comics was Carrot Top,
0: the prop comic. Yeah. Because yeah. he
2: was a successful prop comic. Yeah. You you could go to like local comedy shows and see. Prop comics, but like, eh, they're yeah. kind of hit and miss. I like Gallagher. Gallagher, yeah. Smash and watermelons. Yeah. Uh, again, a clean one. Yeah. Right? You know, he. Generally. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, he walked the edge every now and again, but like only just now and again during right. his show. It wasn't like part of his full time right. stick. Whereas George Carlin, like, literally reinvented himself from the clean cut suit and tie guy to the I wear black all the time and rip on what's wrong with humanity. There you go. Full time. Right. Like, it's a complete 180 for him. A. a Uh, other artists but
0: was that the true carlin then or did was that the act
2: i no i think that the the clean carlin was the act okay i think that that he you know he looked at sort of what made lenny bruce go and adopted some of his tactics okay because well why wouldn't you right you got to look to those who inspired you to be comedians and he thought to himself this is way more me uh, and also, like I think he started doing drugs, okay, right like i can't you know i i don't I don't know like to what extent George Carlin did actual drugs, but it it seems to me that he did, and we know that uh drugs sometimes open people's minds, inspires yes, yeah, uh, makes you more creative, I know me personally, like if I'm struggling to write a new riff for a song, if I just smoke a little bit of marijuana, all of a sudden, I got riffs, right, they're just coming to me right, so. You know, you, you take it for what it's worth, right? That just happens to be something that works for me, right? And I'm sure it works for a lot of comedians, too. Oh, I'm sure. my guess. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I.
0: But you got the offensiveness of, like, Andrew Dice Clay.
2: Oh, Yeah. My Which, oh my God! I saw an ad for him. Really? I'm Recently? like, is he still alive? Like, <laughs> okay. like that guy wasn't he kind of old already when he first got fame in the '80s? Yeah, right. And so he's got to be seventy something now. I don't still know. Still touring? Still like, doing shows? Yeah. Is, is, is right. he? Is he got a cane now? You know, what's what's the deal? Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. More to come on Free Talk Live tonight. So stay tuned.
0: Tudo, face. <laughs> what are you, a COVID masker now? I got a face for radio, so I'm told. <laughs> By the entire comment section in yeah, the chat,
2: I, I don't pay any attention to those guys.
0: Uh-huh. Occasionally, way, I'll peek way to in, make them feel but useful,
2: but like you know,
0: um, you got to set up super chats like the other podcasts I, and make I, them pay to I something. do occasionally look at the
2: uh, the LRN FM one labeled um, Show Prep okay that's not us we don't put prep in there it's oh, all really? the it's all the the listeners and the, the online people
0: who will put yep all sorts of stuff i'll look in there occasionally for ideas for show prep so it has its use um, I, I don't know if i said this on air but i a few weeks ago maybe a month or so ago someone you know called in and said we need to open up the the user submitted show prep yes on the website yes. and i said well just go create a subreddit man because it's right and there's already a free talk live subreddit that's been dead for like three years yep so just go restart that yep Do it there, and then send us the link. Uh, In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Captain. Nikki. And Richie
2: Rich. The telephone number, if you want to join us, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. The other reason I don't really pay uh, any attention to the chats while we're doing the show is because we're doing the show we're not a hey chat at us online and we'll talk about it. We're a live call-in radio show. Yeah, you got a call telephone in. number,
0: so yeah. Like if they have something to say call uh, to
2: us, call in. Right. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, my only point is that there are other shows out there that do the super chats where yeah. they they tip or send a donation. Yeah. Right, right. And then you'll read it. Right. And I I would suggest that if you were to implement something like that and put that towards the amp program. Yeah. Right, if you then,
1: pay me, I'll talk to you.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly if wow. you, if you're if you're too Low chicken standards. if you're too chicken to call in yeah. right, then pay for a yeah, super chat and, we'll, we'll, and say yeah. what, we'll say what you' say what you got yeah. yeah, and then put it toward the end program because that's we'll, where they'll get our go.
2: crack team of producers on that, not our team of crack producers but okay. our crack team of producers got it uh on that the, um, the Willy wonka crack lab Before <laughs> before we go on. Are you tired of the oppressive rules and moderation of big tech social media sites? Generally, yeah. Hell yeah. Our Mastodon server at social.freetalklive.com can set you free. Mastodon is a free, open source, and decentralized, and it's federated. Multiple apps are available for iOS, Android, Windows, Mac, and Linux. Social.freetalklive.com. That's social.freetalklive.com. All right, uh, before we go on... Uh, we have some phone calls to take. Uh, we're going to go to a gentleman named Harrison calling from was it Virginia? No,
7: I'm 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 actually up in the Adirondacks of yeah, New York is, State, right. but I'm picking you up on a station on 1650 out of Virginia. Wow, oh, interesting. Very
2: well. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, you are live on I've the radio. Never,
7: I've never I've never heard the show before. This is this is new, and I I'm rather enjoying it. Although you folks are all. A lot younger than I am, about every fourth word you use is like. <laughs> and you refer sure yeah. to the 80s is old school, which amuses me to death.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, the oldest one on the panel tonight at 51. I'm the middle child at 42. <laughs> and Nikki's like... 25. Fledgling. Oh, okay. I was like
0: 22, 22.
7: Okay. Well, you probably don't bed. like to hear this, but you're all kids from my point of view.
0: <laughs> no, I'll take it. Yeah, thanks, Dad.
7: Uh, but, I, you know, when I think of comedy and I think of people that I thought were funny, Danny Kay comes to mind, mm. among others. And uh, I'm trying to think who uh, – Tom Lehrer was funny in the early 50s. Oh,
2: yeah. Tom Lehrer did some uh, musical stuff, too, that showed up yes, on the Doctor, Dr. Demento show, so I'm familiar with him.
7: But the thing, of, the thing, the thing is, for me, comedy – first of all, in order for it to be funny – it has to have some rye basis in truth for one.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: And the other thing is it can't be cruel. That doesn't mean or mean. That doesn't mean you don't poke fun and ridicule things and and, and, and ideas. As a matter of fact, that's sometimes which what, what makes it so hysterical. But I don't think it should be intentionally nasty or or in some way, you know, hurtful to somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I but I don't like the offense culture either. I mean, if you can't take the fire, get out of the kitchen. Right. Later on, yeah. my kids brought me brought me into the orbit of George Carlin. I heard you mention him, mm-hmm. and I got a quick kick out of Al Sleep, the hippy dippy weatherman.
3: Oh
2: yeah.
7: And then they then they uh, he had an album later that was called S M and A M. Are you familiar with it? Uh,
2: George Carlin. I'm sure I've heard it.
7: Yeah. Well, the one side of it that's called SN starts out with a skit about a particular word that he got thrown out of the Las Vegas hotel for saying, mm-hmm. and the bit is so funny, it, you can't play it on the air. But <laughs> to me, it's hysterically funny. I, yeah. yeah. I also used to get a kick out of Shelley Berman.
2: Oh yeah, who's um. Who was the uh, the comedian, stand up guy? George Burns is what I'm thinking of. Like, oh, okay.
7: Yes, I, he was funny. Jack Benny was his. Jack Benny,
2: right? Uh, what about uh, uh, Rodney Dangerfield? Uh, how about uh, Bob? Rodney Volpe?
7: Dangerfield. You know what I appreciated about Rodney Dangerfield?
2: He didn't get any respect.
7: anybody who has <laughs> ever had anybody who has ever had a sense of a lack of confidence or a sense that they felt a little inferior, intimidated socially by others. He gave voice to that.
0: Yes. He was like the king of self-deprecating comedy. Pardon? He was the king of self-deprecating comedy.
7: Yes. And I appreciate, I am autistic, among other things, besides being ancient.
0: You'll love this show.
7: My, my, my life was made miserable as a young person because autism hadn't even been thought of number one. So nobody knew what was quote unquote wrong with me and I was treated terribly. And so I really appreciate Rodney Dangerfield's kind of humor because he makes it okay for me to be me and to have experienced the things that I've experienced.
2: Yep. Yep.
7: I'm sorry. He's gone.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, the good news is that uh, you know those guys recorded a bunch of stuff, right? Video, audio, that kind of oh, thing. So, yeah. so we're all able to enjoy uh, things like you know any of the uh, you know the comics who have passed on. Um, George Burns, to me, uh, only came into view when he did that uh, uh, that movie, the Oh God that he starred in. Where he,
7: I didn't care for that. I, I, I found that ir- I found that irreverent and. It, I that offended me I didn't want to partake there were other things he did I thought was funny i I didn't care for that idea
2: yeah I'm with you I thought I was like really uh, that's a kind of a you know weird like he played God okay. right in the, in the movie yeah, so I, spoilers I, for people who haven't seen it but like I, I saw that and I'm like who's this guy everybody's like but oh he did such a t-, you know he was in the he got a lot of press for playing this part okay right? and I'm like who the heck is this guy and so I I went back and found his stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm that's like, this guy's funny. comical
7: because George Burns was all over the radio when I was young. And then when television came around, he was on television. And, of course, his wife was Gracie Allen. Right. And she died rather young. And he never really got over that. But he always had a dedication to her in his shows. And that was touching to me. I, I appreciated him. I thought that... Uh, the Nelson family, Ozzy and Harriet were funny. Mm, yeah. They well they took the they took real life situations in their own family, exaggerated them a little bit, and put on a a comedy in, on the on the radio and on television that related to things people at that time were, were living through and going
2: through. Yep. Yeah. Yep and that's kind of the the thing about art art generally
0: reflects you know life well and the general rule of rule of comedy is the the punchline is unexpected right right the the setup to the joke takes the audience in a certain direct, in a certain direction and then bam the punchline is not on that path right yeah and that's what makes it funny yep
7: i i i agree with you when you when you can anticipate the punchline that that kind of ruins it
0: right Yep. Which which is also why we've I've had a conversation with the captain in the past about why people don't want to go to the comedy show after listening to the album, whereas they'll go to like the music show after listening to the album. Right? Yeah, it's because you know it's coming. Like there's yeah. no there's no deviation from the punchline once you've heard the joke.
7: Well, it's like it's like the four year old child who hears a funny joke and tells it to you, and then tells it to you again, and tells it to you again yeah. after yeah. the first time. It, hey hey, don't it, it, be t- don't no... be telling
2: my secrets, man.
7: <laughs> why you're not a four-year-old child
2: nice. well, no but i tell the same joke over and over yeah so you just got to get a get a nursing home
7: <laughs> that
1: does kind of come back around that's another one of those things that comes back around from like childhood back to like yeah when uh because i remember my grandfather once he started getting older it was like same stories same yep. jokes yep and you know you just gotta laugh because you love
7: them
0: my boss oh, is like that have i told you the comedian? story I'm like, yeah but go ahead and tell it again we gotta kill time before we got <laughs> uh, off
7: another comedian yep uh, Justin Wilson.
2: Who?
7: The Cajun gourmet.
2: Nope. Mm, doesn't really tell
7: Cajun jokes.
0: Oh.
7: He was hysterically funny.
0: Okay. Say the name again because we might want to look this up Justine,
7: later. It's spelled like Justin Wilson. Okay. But he pronounced it Justin. Okay. Dan Wilson. He was uh, a a Cajun. He, he's, his, his language was French. Sure. And. Uh, he made a point of that. It was, it was like Sir Harry Lauder from Scotland exaggerating his Scottish accent back in the 20s. Nice. Uh, he, he exaggerated his, his Cajun accent, too. Yeah. But his Cajun jokes were absolutely funny and wouldn't hurt anybody.
0: Yep. Yeah, and, and there's nothing just, wrong with clean they, comedy as long as it's funny.
7: Oh, it was funny. I, you you owe it to yourself to look him up and just listen to some of his bits.
0: Justin
2: Wilson. All right, we will do. Anything else you want to add tonight, Harrison?
7: Well, no, I probably had better get out of the way and let somebody who is a little bit younger demographic talk to you.
0: <laughs> you're, you're not <laughs> going to like the next caller then. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we'll see. I don't know about that. We'll
2: see what happens. Harrison, thank you for listening and uh, and for calling too. Hopefully we hear from you again. Have a great night, man. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. I was thinking
0: Bob Hope. Yeah, you mentioned it, right? But like, yeah, we kind of we, yeah, we
2: kinda, uh, like Bob Hope is like one of those classic comedians, clean, right? You know, he might f- walk an edge every now and again, but like uh, the majority of stuff was just clean as could be, and also funny.
0: I mean, you know the era, right? For a while, even on television shows, you you know, there you couldn't flush a toilet.
2: Right, that's true.
0: And it was like, oh my god, I can't believe they flushed the toilet. I on remember, TV. I remember
2: seeing a commercial on television for like like a Playtex bra. Okay. Right. And like like my grandmother was offended that they were showing now, like they would show a lady fully clothed wearing one of these supposedly underneath her. But then they but they, they would show the like they would show like the the cut off head mannequin but only down to the rib cage with the bra on it. They're like, "I can't believe they're showing such filth on TV." Yep. And yeah, I'm like never. Just an article of clothing. What on on an inanimate object, no less, right?
0: You know, like well, at the time, the bathing suit was full length. Yeah. Right. If you showed a kneecap, you got arrested. Yeah. Right. Just you know. Yeah. No. Know the era.
1: Yeah, I mean, a few hundred years ago, it was sexual to show your ankles for a woman.
0: Still is in certain Muslim countries. Yeah. Wow. What about cankles? Those are fine. Then, then you know you don't want to be like in an arranged marriage with her yeah uh all
2: right speaking of next call let's go to sarah in new mexico sarah you're on free talk live
8: um yes so i found out that we have 17 speeding cameras uh here here in albuquerque that is 17 and-
0: too many
2: wait wait how does a camera speed
8: uh, the catch the speeders and they give out tickets. I've seen them around. Leave the speeders but...
2: alone. Oh, I see. So the cameras aren't speeding; they're catching speeders, right? They're stationary right, cameras. right.
8: And they're planning to put more, but I, I don't know. This it does not help any of the pedestrian fatalities or bicycle fatalities, were number six in the nation. And so they come up with this real, really great plan. Um, they're going to ticket the jaywalkers, the pedestrians yes. of jaywalking. Yes. I know. <laughs> is that a joke? I mean, look, I broke a comedy right now.
2: Speaking of comedians,
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fan of ticketing in general, um, but I'm also not a fan of, of jaywalkers because I think, again, my general position is the 3,000-pound death machine should have the right-of-way over the meat popsicle. And if you're risking your life by being the meat popsicle, stepping out in front of the 3,000-pound death machine, uh, you get what you get. And if you don't want to get what you get, stay on the curb until it's clear. And also, like um, people have gone to the lengths
2: of putting in place uh, very specific areas for you to safely cross.
0: Even then, right. you right. should look for the 3,000-pound death machine yes, absolutely. not
2: following the right. rules. Right. Now, yeah. I have jaywalked right. plenty. I and I, will, today. I will continue to jaywalk. It's just that I'm looking both
0: ways, making yeah. sure the coast is clear before I do. And hustle a little bit if, if you, the 3,000-pound yeah. death machine is bearing on you. Right. Yes.
1: It's kind of like when you're, you know... When a tractor trailer is about to crash into you, you you know what? You're in a rotary and maybe you have the right of way, yep. but somebody in a bigger car is coming at you. Yep. You step on the brakes. Right. It's just a survival skill. Right. It should be. Shall we?
0: It should be. But the state gives pedestrians this air of invincibility right. and they take it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like, in the downtown Seattle area,
2: I can't tell you how many people just blindly step out in front of 3,000-pound death machines. It's natural selection. I mean... Right. Just not even looking. They're just like, yep, going to step out now. Because technically, according to the law in the Seattle city limits, pedestrians have the right of way anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So So it doesn't even matter if you're at a crosswalk or whatever, man. If you just step out into the street, cars are supposed to slow down and stop for you. Yeah. Yeah. But like... Depending on the timing of it all, it's not always possible.
0: So I just came back from vacation like a week, you know, less than a week ago. Yeah. And I was in Hawaii. And on the roads now, everywhere that I wanted to go felt like were these new speed humps from the last time I was there. Oh, gosh. They they lowered the speed limit. They put in the speed humps like everywhere. Yeah. And congestion is bad enough, but they've taken away lanes from where it used to be two lanes to condense it down to one to put nothing there.
1: Oh, so not even a bike lane not even or a, bike a sidewalk?
0: Lane. Just nothing there. And I, you know, I was Damn. lamenting to this to a buddy of mine when we were doing um, our own podcast. And I was yeah. like, is it really that bad? He's like, well, yeah, pedestrian fatalities are pretty bad around here. I'm like, really? You know, why? Why do they not? Like, if you're crossing, like, that much road, either go to where it's safer to cross, where they have a light, and then wait for the cars to stop at the light before you start your cross. Okay. right? Right. But no, they put you know, speed humps everywhere to, to try to save these people. Sarah?
8: I, I want to make this ridiculous point of the it's so comical that they're going to take the jaywalkers because um, they were blaming the pan. Remember the panhandlers standing in the medians panhandling? Well, they threw them all off the medians. I hardly see them, and then we're still number one per capita.
1: So, so how did they know, throw
8: uh, them off?
2: Yeah, did they, like, you know, did come they, out and remove them? Did they get arrested? What? How did they...
8: Yeah, yeah, they, they cited them. They um they got rid of them. It's like, they're the, they're the one that's getting killed. Uh, so yeah. uh, they Good. one less panhandler. Get, and got rid of them. And so the it's the same fatality. So they're going to ticket the jaywalkers. And, and you know, we're going to have the same kind of fatalities because, like you said, the ones with the death machines... When they make a mistake, when they run a red light, they, they're the ones that's killing everybody. Yeah. But the but the automobile industry and all the auto industry never get blamed.
0: Well, cuz it's not the industry's just, fault. There's there's but, theoretically but, but, a human I, I, behind the wheel operating it.
8: And
1: if they're adding, if the solution is because it sounds like the original solution was the red light cameras and all of these things, you know, there's speed police, humps. Yeah, there's police officers that are you know supposed to be enforcing the law, so to speak. So it seems like they were initially going after the drivers, but that didn't work. It didn't do anything to decrease fatalities in right. your area. So now they're trying another thing, and they're like, "Well, maybe if we, maybe it's because people are jaywalking." It seems like they're just. If it has a
0: chilling effect, it might work.
1: Maybe, but it seems like they're just grasping at straws, and I don't know what the real. I don't live there, so I don't like actually see this. But the
8: thing is that they, they, they kind of the drivers are the ones that usually vote. They want to stay in office. They have to do the policies that. That, what the drivers want. I mean, I just you think know, the majority
1: that, of people probably have a driver's license or are at least well, driving cars.
0: If you if you're if you don't have a car, you're probably lower on the economic scale, right? Less likely to right. donate to a campaign, less yeah, likely to vote, absolutely, less likely to have your voice heard in the political realm. And I'm fine with that too. But if it's no, if if, really if, cool. the, if it's supposed so to discourage people from jaywalking, then it it could work. Well, yeah.
8: that's what I'm saying. It's nothing, nothing, to do with the, with safety or any kind of reality. It's all, like all, of, all the politicians. They want to stay elected, and the people yeah. that vote are the ones that have cars, and they don't want tickets.
0: Right, but I, if if it if it discourages people from stepping out in front of a three thousand pound death machine, right, and in order to avoid a ticket, you also avoid death, then. In theory, it could work, even I though I'm just, still not in favor of it.
1: The like survival aspect of it should be the built in mechanism. It's
0: not though. The state overrides that mechanism by saying you have the right of way, the car must stop for you. Right. Yeah, the state
2: overrides instinct. Yes. At that point. Or attempts to override. No, it, it does. Mean- it absolutely does. Well, no, it doesn't, because if you step out in front of a three thousand pound death machine, death will become you.
0: But that's what happens because they don't they, they think they have the right of way. Right. And they don't have the survival instinct to not step out.
1: I mean, that sounds like it'll just, like, it's a problem that'll just solve itself then.
0: You can see Yeah. Well, you can see, yeah. I mean. You, you, you'll have more dead pedestrians. Yes, absolutely.
1: But maybe that, that's,
8: that's I mean. That's what the outcome is going to be. It's not going to be reducing anything. we yeah. are going to find out. So that's it. I'll call you back.
1: With survival when of the fix. All
2: right. Yeah. Let yeah, us they, know, Sarah. Dead
8: pedestrians.
2: All right. Let us know, or Sarah. Not. Thank you for the call.
1: So, so that's the thing. So it's the people that are leeches on society, all of these people who, you know, are probably like drug addicts or not really contributing to society. And they also don't have uh, any sort of built in common sense or survival mechanisms. It's like, OK, well, all throughout history in across different species, these people or animals just die
0: right well but we we know that the state has an impact on that because that's why we're always against public education right we know yeah. we know that humans are susceptible to brainwashing and when you brainwash them and tell them like you step out you have the right away the car will stop for you and that's their belief system because they believe in that they believe in the teachings of the state and then they get hit right sure yeah one less one less uh, whatever they are on society it doesn't you know doesn't yeah. have to be a leech on society that's fine but and it is a problem that solves itself but then you're also inconveniencing the driver. Right now he's I mean, got to yeah. go get the car fixed and who's responsible for that and yeah It's
1: just unfortunate that this isn't I the big thing is this should just be a built-in mechanism in in the human brain.
0: It was mm. it was stamped out by the state.
2: 603-283-6160 Do you routinely walk out in front of cars when crossing the street? If so, why? Give us a call. Let us know. More Free Talk Live is still to come. Stay tuned. Only for the second half. All right, you got to see the end. I did.
0: So yeah, uh, at least you didn't get tricky with it and like pause after <laughs> it again. Yeah, <laughs> doing like the was it peekaboo? peek-a-boo. peek-a-boo. We yeah. need
1: a uh, conductor.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I've always we... found those guys to be useless. Like, what do they do?
1: They, they must do something. Just, I mean, when you have an orchestra with like hundreds of people, I would think maybe.
0: They, they basically just stand
2: there and know. groove to the music as the other people do all the work. They
0: have the sheet music
2: whilst, in front of them. Whilst waving their little cane, yeah. like trying to get the drummer to, no, hit harder. No, softer, softer, softer. Harder, 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 softer, softer. Yeah, that's what conductors do. They try is there to. there a school for that? Can you go, like, go to school? I yeah. A conductor? No, is. It, it is yeah. a thing. Okay. It's, a, it's a legit thing. I don't I think. Know, well, okay. Well, I guess it used to be, be
1: more away. of a thing, <laughs> but it's still a thing.
0: Yeah uh so yeah they like the northeast school of orchestra conduction yeah when okay. i
1: was in like a band like a orchestra it was not really an orchestra but that clarinet and flute oh. mainly clarinet but there would always be you know a guy with
0: well i know there's a pencil the, or right, something yeah, you know yeah. and it i know there's the guy my question is like where did he learn the skill is it on the job training is it because you were a musician up until that point? Well, they
1: do have certain musical schools do have a con, conductor slash.
2: Okay.
0: Well, I guess yep.
1: composer would be different, but you, you could
0: get your a lot of the times
1: it's the same guy.
2: Uh, okay. Conductors, as near as I could tell, are also musicians. Okay. Right? That is to say, they can read and write music, right? Whereas, uh, and that's not a requirement for being a musician. That's the prerequisites for being a conductor. For being a conductor, I believe that they have to be able to read uh, sheet music. Uh, because the compositions uh, are there not only for the musicians, but also for the conductor. The conductor is supposed to interpret the composition dynamics. So the quiet parts, how quiet is the quiet part? How okay. loud is the loud part? And so like as these builds sort of ebb and flow uh, throughout the music, the conductor is the one supposed to be guiding each of the different groups in the orchestra. With their dynamics, how loud or quiet are they supposed to be? Okay. So they get more animated if they want uh, less animated, right? Less animated if if they want it to be quiet. You're just
0: look it up, conductor
2: words.
1: No, I was looking up. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, this will be relevant. Conductor- no, <laughs> I was trying to remember um, Leonard Bernstein. He was the guy I was thinking of. I don't know why it was that important that I remembered what his name was, but um, I just watched a movie about him that was pretty good. But he was, was a conductor. Was it the conductor. And... It might have been. Okay. Was, it Was that with Bradley Cooper? No, no. Yes, Bradley Cooper, okay. yes. So,
2: um, I'm hip. So I'm we it. talked about uh, comedy uh, quite a bit tonight. Well, this is funny. Oh. Uh, the IRS <laughs> is going to give you a gift.
0: We're going to bring the show down.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I want it.
0: Oh, no, you don't. Uh, don't you? I, mean, I don't know. Maybe you do. If they're cutting I, your taxes, uh,
2: the IRS is it's waiving. Not what they mean. Okay. The IRS is waiving one billion dollars in penalties for nearly five million taxpayers. Are you eligible? Okay. Okay. So yeah. first of all, uh, the IRS is calling this a gift. The IRS calling uh, waiving penalties for like not filing or filing late or whatever is kind of like a rapist who rapes you three times a day saying, you know what? I'm only going to rape you once a day
0: for this week. That's my gift to you. Consider the other two not rapes a gift. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So they're they're letting you keep your own money, which they had no right to in the first place, and that is their gift to you. Right. They had no right to in the first place. And they require
2: you to, you know, file or, you know, uh, send in, you know, money if you owe or whatever, that kind of stuff. And if you didn't, there's fines and penalties on top of yeah. that. If you don't, that's what they're waiving. But okay. this
1: doesn't sound like tax breaks, right? This is waiving penalties.
2: Penalties right. and fines, not the tax itself. Yeah. Right. So even less of a so gift. So
1: they're still going to extort you, but. Just less penalties if you don't follow all of the rules. Yeah,
2: they're going to save you kneecaps, right? They're they're not (laughs) going to send Guido and Antony over to bust your kneecaps. You still owe
1: the money, but...
0: Did they say why they're doing this?
2: The IRS is waiving about $1 billion in penalties owed on overdue taxes for the 2020 and 2021 tax years. The move will benefit about 4.7 million taxpayers, including individuals, businesses, trusts, estates, and others. The average savings per return... Two hundred and six dollars, according to wow. the agency. Wow! Well, is, is this like a
0: COVID measure?
2: The penalty waiver stems from actions the IRS took during the COVID nineteen pandemic. Called it, ding 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 ding.
0: Give him a prize. Tell him what he's won, Bob. Well, be- I mean, because if it were those two years, the presumably, you know, people were having financial difficulties and they might have been understaffed at the IRS. And this is and so whatnot.
2: horribly worded too, because. This says, due to the effects of the pandemic, no, 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 due to the effects of the government's overreaction and near establishment of martial law across the globe, the agency temporarily stopped sending routine automated notices to taxpayers, reminding them to pay
0: overdue tax bills. See, I never got a notice. Doesn't matter. You owe the money anyway. Well, now they're going to walk it back a little bit. Well, maybe the penalties. To the tune of 200 bucks. I mean, like well, that's a drop in the bucket for theirs. For the, for them, yes. Yeah. But if you're talking about millions of people, many of who are probably... Uh, I'm below, sure, I'm sure know, they could use the 200 bucks. On the lower right? end of the economic spectrum.
1: But also, I think the majority of those people are probably filing because they bank on getting that money back.
0: What's their money? It's the refund.
1: But that's the thing. So okay. those are the people that are filing. Normally, the... If, if they're going to get money back, okay, first they're all, not going to not file. You know what I mean? Like Those if, are the people that are filing. If they were going
2: to file, they'd have filed already because it's 2024 and they're only doing this for <laughs> 2020 and 2021. Yeah. So although the reminders were suspended, the penalties continued to accrue, the IRS said. Of course it did. The IRS is preparing to resume its normal collection processes, including the automated notices and the penalty waiver is part of its plans to restart. So, what now? More paperwork for you to fill out. If you want to waive the, the penalty, you got to fill out new paperwork
0: in order to get it. I mean, is it worth filling out? If, if you're already filing, it's probably worth filling out one more sheet of paperwork to get to it.
2: If you bucks. have already filed, yes, right. yeah. it, it would be. Uh, since the reminder notices stopped going out, taxpayers may have been unaware that they still owed money. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't you, sound if, like a gift.
0: Uh, well, it's definitely not a gift. But if you file, <laughs> if you made a mistake in your filing, and you didn't know because they didn't yeah. send a notice saying like, "Hey, you underpaid," and then continued to pile penalties on the underpayment. Yeah, right. So
2: the agency is giving these taxpayers a break. You qualify for the relief if you had penalties associated with overdue taxes from the 2020 and 2021 tax years. The relief is automatic relief. They're calling it relief. You yep. know you know what would relieve me the most is the abolishment of the IRS. I yep.
0: just don't self-identify as a taxpayer. Right.
2: Uh, the relief is automatic. Eligible tax victims, I mean taxpayers. Yep. There, no, don't say the truth. Don't oh, I did. The truth. Tax victims, they don't need to take any action. So apparently no more paperwork. There you go. If you had penalties and already paid them, you'll also benefit. The IRS plans to issue refunds or credit those payments toward other tax liabilities. The penalty waiver only applies to taxpayers with assessed taxes under $100,000 and filed certain forms, 1040, 1120, 1041, 990T, income tax returns, again for 2020 or 2021. Eligible tax victims were also already in the IRS collection notice process or were issued an initial balance due notice between Feb 5, that's February, uh, 2022 and December 7th of 2023. This is all just so, like, they already know. They already know who, you know, according to their terms, uh, you know, has or hasn't paid these. Right. And so all I got to do is just go, no, this guy gets 200 bucks off next time.
0: And again, it's it's not a gift. They are tax victims. But automatically getting the money back and not having to do anything is still a benefit to the tax victim. Can we at least agree on that?
1: I guess, yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, getting raped a little less is still a little less rape. Yeah. But it's like getting a refund on the rape. It's like, you know, know, we raped you, but here's 20 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) Now it's a service. (laughs)
2: God. Penalties will begin to accrue again on April 1st, 2024 for taxpayers covered by the relief if they don't pay off their balances before then. So, oh, you've got a month, basically. You have one month to, like, I don't even know... Uh, if you don't pay off your balance before April first, then you don't get the relief?
1: So I'm confused. Is this supposed to be like an incentive for people to pay their fines?
0: The IRS, Or the like
1: the the money that they were supposed to pay? I it, don't know. It is. Well yeah. they're
0: gonna accrue fines and penalties anyway. Yeah. It's well not, they're, they're saying not, yeah. so
1: they're saying, Okay, we'll waive we'll waive the extra fines, just pay the taxes that you owe. Right. I just this sounds like a like From a trick.
2: Several years ago.
0: Could be.
1: Yeah, yeah, it sounds like
2: a trick. Well, I don't, I'm sure it is. You know, I mean, it is the IRS. After it's all. an
0: incentive to you get know. you pay your current fines and fees in order to get money back that they're waiving on the past fines and fees.
2: Yeah. The IRS plans- But the
0: alternative for those people is to continue to accrue fines and fees that they will eventually end up paying in some form in the future.
1: they could just never pay
0: it. But then you end up you know, with the guy at the door and the lien on the house and whatever else you yeah. know, the IRS does to collect. The
2: IRS plans to issue special reminder letters- on penalties and the relief starting next month. That would be this month. Uh, This article is a couple days old. It will alert taxpayers to their liabilities and outline any penalty relief. Oh, well, thank goodness. Thank goodness the IRS is there to tell me how much rape
0: they're going to commit against my wallet. Yeah. Because that's what tax is. It's a rape of your wallet. Yep. I get it. But if they're going to rape you and then they're going to give you 20 bucks and the alternative is to just get raped, like I will take the 20 bucks okay right it might might help you get some lube or some you know therapy. it's going to happen anyway <laughs> therapy it's some... going to happen anyway All right they're they're going to do it anyway you might as yeah. well get some benefit out of it if they're offering it
2: the irs plans to begin sending automated collection notices uh, once again next january most of those receiving the penalty relief make under $400,000 a year according to the irs nearly 70% of the individuals eligible for the relief have incomes under one hundred thousand dollars per year.
0: Well, and if it's if the two hundred dollars is an average, you know what's the likelihood that those in that four hundred thousand dollar range are getting the bulk of that relief? because uh. their penalties will be higher, right? So their relief will be more, and the people making you know hundreds of uh, hundred thousand dollars or less mm. might end up with that twenty dollar check right. as opposed to yeah. thousands of dollars or credit, according to this article. Yeah. Right. So not, they're, they're not even gonna they're just going to
2: credit you towards whatever you owe next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah what they're going to take regardless yeah Yeah. that's that's not owing (laughs) understood (laughs) slaves didn't owe their masters a damn thing uh you wouldn't call that owing owing your master right that's just your master taking your life's effort and claiming ownership over you the same way and the same principle applies to taxation
0: yep and I, again I'm not I'm not arguing that it's not I know, I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not okay. speaking
2: to you I'm speaking to the listeners right. in in general so um it wasn't directed toward you specifically. Right. Appreciate it. I just wanted to you know make sure that we're outlining why we're talking about it in this way.
0: Well that's why it's important to say tax victim instead of taxpayer. Agreed.
2: So yeah congratulations everybody. Uh you're you're getting a gift not
0: everybody. A gift. And, yeah. I, do- uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I doubt I'm getting any gifts. <laughs>
0: yeah. If you uh, were delinquent and a derelict in paying your taxes. We have a present for you.
1: So, and that's what I'm saying. Like this sounds like a setup to be like, oh yes, I didn't do the thing, and then they're like jail. You know what I mean?
0: Except there's no paperwork to fill out, right? They're doing it automatically, so they already know. Are they doing it automatically? That's what the that's article what, said. Well, but it's just they're confusing, sending though. Notices, it's, right? Yeah. And so like, but
1: they're they're sending out notices for you to for people to. Pay the remainder of what they quote unquote owe them, right? And then if they do that, then they will give them twenty bucks. Yeah, it's or like a two hundred dollar coupon
2: off of your your.
1: But in order to theft. in order to qualify for that, you have to pay the remainder of what you quote unquote owe yeah. by April first. Uh, but then be after April first, yeah. it's going to accrue. You know, start yeah. accruing again. So it's like, okay, if you pay in a couple of months, then we won't rape you.
0: Yeah. No, they're still going to rape you. They're just going to rape you later. Right? Or, it's, or going, less. it's going. It's going. They. Less
2: they or they know. Instead of a hundred thrusts, they're going to only thrust eighty times.
0: Right? They. They already know. They know how much you made. They know how much you owe. Oh. You fill out the form, whatever. Yeah. You know, colloquialisms. Yes, I know. They. They know what they're expecting, and then you're required, like, to fill out the forms to match their expectation. And if you don't, they know, and then they audit or they penalize. Right? So even even this, you know, if you don't pay it by April first, they know who, they already know who you are. Then they they will look, they will levy more fines and penalties after April first, and then when they finally do get around to collection collecting it, it will be so much more than what it is cr- in current terms, like Maybe. present day. It'll be it's not going to be less. Mm. They're not going to give out money again. Well, so since
2: this uh, article derived from the era. Uh, known as COVID, right? because I guess we could safely call it that. Uh, it's weird how long ago it was. Nikki brought this in. This is from Bloomberg, of all places. Bloomberg. Uh, I I also had this, uh, just a different article, but the same type of information. So I thought it was important for us to bring up. Uh, the largest COVID vaccine study yet finds links to health conditions (gasps) no no you don't say that a that a completely untested rushed through uh government shielded by giving them uh uh immunity from persecution it might have some adverse effects on the human body it's almost like we said this it's almost like we said this repeatedly for three years right like as
0: soon as it came out we were talking about this stuff i like the memes that say like okay we're gonna be treating covid like the flu now yeah we already have. Yeah. That's that's how we've been doing it. Yeah, yeah. Welcome.
2: Thank you for catching up to the yeah. rest of you know the world that can actually think for themselves.
0: Oh man, I don't know how old the picture was, but my sister posted something on social media and it's like she was still wearing a mask, and my dad had his mask like pulled down his chin. Like, oh come on. People. Recently, I think it's well. She posted recently. Oh, I don't know but how it recently. could
1: have been from. But I don't still. know where the
0: picture is. It's it wasn't a COVID era picture. It was like look at where we were at this week type of a thing
1: like oh i forgot people did that
0: yeah well and i was just there and it seemed like you know i talked to my buddy before before the trip i'm like do i have to bring the mask mm. you know because yeah. i have the really cool covid mask um and it's like no the we, fishnet one uh, it's it's got mesh in the eyes but it's a bulletproof mask like oh, it's, okay. it's a ballistic it, mask yeah. yeah yeah so i mean
1: if you're gonna do it do yeah. it
0: well that's what i'm saying but uh, but i wasn't gonna do i wasn't gonna pack it yeah. if they weren't doing it and he was right. like no nah, we're pretty much over it here too i'm like all right yeah And and that was true? It was true. All right, good. I mean, there were people, you know, on the airplane, they're like, you know, some of your passengers might still be choosing to wear masks, and let's just leave them alone. Right, yeah.
1: (laughs) So now it's like, don't make fun of the people that are still (laughs) doing this. It's literally
0: part of the the safety announcements on the plane. And that's when you're supposed to point and laugh. Yeah. You know, I just want to get them Yeah. 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 If the the airport rules and restrictions weren't so onerous, I'd probably point and laugh more. Right, yeah, you don't want to get kicked off your flight, you got somewhere to be.
2: Yeah,
1: they literally will kick you off the flight.
2: Uh, So this from Bloomberg, vaccines that protect against severe illness, death, and lingering long COVID symptoms from a coronavirus infection were linked to small increases, (laughs) small, in neurological, blood, and heart-related conditions in the largest global vaccine safety study to date. Died suddenly. The rare events identified early in the pandemic, like here on Free Talk Live, Mm -hmm. when we were talking all about this crap. Included a higher risk of heart-related inflammation from mRNA shots made by Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna. And the a, big three. Yes. And an increased risk of a type of blood clot in the brain after immunization with viral vector vaccines, such as the one developed by the University of Oxford and made by AstraZeneca.
1: Oh, but it was worth it.
2: So all four, all four of them are here on this list. The viral vector jabs were also tied to an increased risk of, uh, how do you pronounce this, Nikki, Gillian Barr? Yeah. Syndrome. A neurical disor- neurical. neurological
0: disorder. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> just, some more syllables hey, in the word there, Kevin. Spoiler made a- alert. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, Gill- Gillian B- Barr syndrome, or however you say it. I can't say <laughs> he it You just either. confirmed how to say
0: it, no. and it's different <laughs> than what you just said. He
1: did say it correctly, <laughs> okay. but now my brain can't say it. Anyways... All vaccines give you that. So, not just the COVID vaccine.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, blah, blah, blah. More than 13.5 billion doses of COVID vaccines have been administered globally. 13.5. Billion.
0: Don't forget the boosters. Billion. All those boosters over the past. It's worn off. You need a booster.
1: People are still getting boosters. I know. Yes. Okay.
2: So, listen to this. More than 13.5 billion doses of COVID vaccines have been administered globally over the past three years, saving over one million lives in Europe alone. Really? Uh, did you allegedly? Did you
0: calculate how many people died because of it? No, mm-hmm. just just the mm-hmm. lives saved. Hmm? How do you, and how did they calculate that? It's the seen versus the unseen, right? How do you calculate if getting one of these shots saved anybody? Because they didn't die of COVID.
1: So this this is the thing.
0: Saved eight billion lives. <laughs>
1: I worked in healthcare the entire time. Yeah. I knew that the majority of the people that I was working with were vaccinated and boosted. They were getting COVID repeatedly. Yep. And I wasn't. Right. That's all the evidence I need. Yeah. And then there was another girl I worked with at my last nursing job who just casually was like, "Yeah, I never got the vaccine, but it's weird because it seems like I've never gotten COVID once." But it seems like all like she was kind of you know she wasn't an anti vaxxer she didn't get it for other reasons. Yeah. But it was like the gears were turning in her brain and she was just saying it like, "This doesn't make sense. You you guys are vaccinated, you're getting it, right. but I'm not. Right. And she like finally put everything together and I'm like,
0: Yeah. yeah well, let's yeah. all you know let's also be clear. COVID made its way through the studio and most of us are unvaccinated. True. Right? Like I you got yeah, a but no one idea. died. I right. Do. No one died. Right. But we also we, we weren't able to avoid getting it entirely. Yeah. Yeah. However, that being said,
2: uh, I got it. And I was like, well, OK. And this was like before the boosters were even uh, or the booster, the shot itself was even available. So I got the thing. I got over it. And so then the shots come out and they're like, well, even if you had COVID, you should get the shot. I'm like, no, nope. F you. Natural yeah. immunity. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hell no, I think was uh, my exact reaction. Like, there is no reason for me to get a shot to prevent something I've already had and gotten over with. If you understand basic human immunology, right, which even I probably don't, like, that's how it works. Right?
1: So, and and this is the thing. So, their argument is, well, it mutates. All right, well, just like with the flu shot, this is how they make the flu shot. They take the most popular strain from the year before. And they create a vaccine surrounding the most popular strain. Yeah. that's why people still get the flu, right? Because they're getting a different strain. So you could say the same exact thing about the COVID shot. That's why the flu shot doesn't work. Right. That's why the COVID shot doesn't work. Right. Because it's a shot in the dark. They have absolutely no clue whether that's the strain that you're going to get.
0: How come? Sorry. How come they don't say the same about the other common vaccines though? Like measles Polio mutates. Or measles, mumps, and rubella. Because they don't. Okay,
1: so it's it's more like flu and coronaviruses and colds;
2: those well, and are thing, more
1: likely to. And the
2: thing about mutate. coronaviruses, if you look at any of them the the common cold, the yeah. flu, right that kind of a thing when they do mutate, they become less potent. Yeah, yeah
1: it's a natural development. You can't kill all your hosts. Yeah, that's the thing. yeah it's a it's a natural development of how.
2: So so, I got the the COVID. I got over it naturally. My body was just like, eh, screw this. Got over it, right? Did its thing. So the next time I get COVID, which I I got again just over the the New Year's weekend or week before New Year's this year, um, it was far less, mm-hmm. right? And the only reason that I believe I had COVID again was because I lost my sense of taste for a couple of yeah, days, which yeah. is a key indicator for whatever people uh-huh. were getting. Uh, even though the COVID virus itself has never been isolated yeah eh. which is weird so i just want to put that in there to make people think a little bit
0: i think well okay well think i want to dispute has that has the
2: flu virus been isolated i i want it to dis- have been well to i want to dispute scene. that a
0: little bit okay. because i th- i think there's some terminology that gets used uh by people who say that and i think they're wrong because they're using the wrong terminology okay so th- you there's there's video out there where you can see the, the COVID vi- uh, virus, whatever, yeah like under a microscope. The cells or whatever right, that, it's that there. is the COVID virus. And they say that it has the, vi- the, the virus has never been isolated uh, because virus is a plural term for what they have isolated. And so, what they call the virus is the noticeable effects of the uh, viral or whatever, the individual virus cell that when comes together causes these effects. So, they've, they've isolated the single viral cell. I see. But they can't isolate a virus because the virus is a collection of those ex, you know, expressing uh, symptoms in people. Okay. Well, thank you
2: for the clarification on the terminology, Mr. Richie Rich. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Uh, you'll have to try us back next weekend if you want to talk to us. Uh, if you missed any part of the show tonight, please visit the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thank you, Richie. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you to all of our callers. And peace.